The live stream of tonight's podcast is made possible by our buddy Ian Service over at podcastaccelerator.com. While the boys await furniture delivery, at the church there's a bit of a mystery. The cash has been plundered, so Stuart brings the thunder, solving crimes like Lord Agatha Christie. That fresh produce stand there, that's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand, a podcast covering everything in that universe. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other Letterkenny podcasts out there, but this one knows who the murderer is. I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And uh, online, we have Squirrely Matt and the Vicious Victor. And joining this this week, she is, where is my notes? Uh, okay. She's one half of the amazing writing duo that brought us last week's alphabet uh, aerobics opener and the Christmas poem from the Ag Hall Social, among other things. She's a Seattle mom, a DMD gen, a great gal. She's a really great gal, and all that hoopla. Please join me in making some noise for Liz. Wondrous. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the Produce Stand, Liz. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you're not new, but this is your first solo episode, uh, even though you've, yeah. you've been doing some brilliant writing for us. So, you know what? We're just going to do a really quick get to know you just because, uh, you know, we should. Uh, where do you speak to us from? Seattle. Seattle. Just outside of Seattle. Uh, what do you mm-hmm. do in Seattle? I work at a small construction company in their accounting uh, department, accounting and finance. Very cool. And I, I mean, I, I have to mention that you're right now, there's a a, a, a dueling hippo background happening right now. Uh, <clears throat> Victor has a picture of what's the, what's the baby hippo called? Mashley. What? Mashley. Mash- it's in Zulu. Yeah, it's in Zulu. Okay. It means, it means beautiful one. I thought he was in San Diego. Are you making that up? Yes. It's or is in that San- the- it's in San Diego, but in the Zulu language, Amashle, it means the beautiful one. So he's in the San Diego Zulu Zoo, and uh, his name is Amashle. God damn you. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do that. Uh, yeah, I've seen videos of, of, uh, of the baby on Twitter, so yes, it's very cute. But uh, uh, Liz, knowing it because she's your hippo counterpoint, counterpart, mm-hmm. uh, has mm-hmm. a picture of a uni- unicorn hippo. Hippocorn. Hippocorn. It's, <laughs> it's a hippo yeah. with a unicorn horn. So I think trying she's, to bring good vibes. Yeah. Get us a unicorn today. <laughs> uh, I think you're trying to score some brownie points with Victor, is what you're trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, here we go. How are you now? Tonight's lineup is Matt, Al, Victor, Tanya, and our guest Liz will have the last word. Matt, how have you been since last week? Uh happy new year. It's been happy. It's been since New Year, hasn't it? I guess we saw each other uh, with McDonald interview. Yeah, that's was right. Bl- was an awesome blast. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's a beauty. Yeah, he Let's was just great. say that. Yeah. If you haven't listened to it, I know it comes out uh, next full Tuesday. frontal next week. Full frontal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, Apropos uh, with it, him, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. And, and let me tell you, so uh, I'm not going to disclose it, but he and I had some some chat it's back and forth back. offline after. Oh, it's doing the thing, isn't it? Mm. And what a fucking beauty this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um, like seriously, I just appreciate the hell out of this man. Um, we had some back and forth chat offline. Um, 
Yeah, they, they, the, the, all the sluts and all everyone associated these shows have just been absolute gems. Um, and I look forward to lots more fun interviews ahead because these are just becoming some of the highlights for sure. Um, the week aside, uh, yeah, I mean, I tweaked my neck last week. I don't know how the fuck I've never done this before, but I haven't been able to move my neck very far. Oh, uh, uh, you're back so and old. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't even know what I did. That's the hard part. Is that what happened? Bargaining like with just, the kids? Just sleeping wrong, thing, really. The only really? thing I can think it was fa- it was fantasy fair at the Woodbine Center. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, how'd that go? Yeah. It was, it was, has it been that long? Yeah, I think it was there. I went down a slide on that. And <laughs> oh, I, I yeah, think that's, that's exactly think what it was. The, you went I down. think that's it, the only logical you're, you're thing. You're a 40-year-old grown ma- oh ass God, man going man. down a slide. That's <laughs> it, why. It fucking hurt. So here I am, like, sitting with Dr. Hose on my neck. Dr. Hose? Yeah, he's an infomercial doctor. Is that sells, not the thing? I thought himself. everyone knew what Dr. Hose was. Isn't that a university? Dr. Hose was from Dr. like Hose. years ago. I remember him yeah, from 20 years ago. Yeah, but he's still around. Ago. The TENS machine. It's like the little electrical shock yeah. therapy that you do Dr. yourself because no. you're stupid. Nope. Yeah, it helped. <laughs> it actually did help. It's It was great. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm finally starting to be able to move it a bit more and I'm hoping things get better. But aside from that, my little guy continues to not want to sleep. So that's been fun. We're at the point where we're just putting him to bed, saying goodnight, and then holding the door shut, hoping he'll just give up and go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay or not, but you know it's what? Working. Okay. I've come Thank across you. somebody in my, in my um, other uh, Why job. Why are you pointing at me? Oh. Job. Oh. I, I'm pointing, I'm pointing to my computer, but you're oh, okay. in that area. Um, and I'm, I, and I came across a sleep um, specialist for okay. kids. So I'm going to hook you up with that. And let's I don't see think what I need that. I think he's just he's just in an asshole stage. It's, it's <laughs> if it continues on more than another week or two, we'll talk. But right. what's his age again? Three, three. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. a tough age, right? Because yeah. they're mobile and they think they can, you know, they they. I the thing is, it's like uh, ferbering only works well until they can start until they can kind of walk yeah. and open the door, right? Well, but yeah, but ahead. I still recommend looking into that book. Because there's some tips. Because by the time my kids were that age, we we you know we brainwashed them already by then. <laughs> but but I think the book does go into tips and tricks for that age group as well. So I recommend uh, uh, if you don't ha- already have it at home, I, I just go to the library and pick it up because I think there's some good tips in there for that age group. Well, yeah. Thank you. I will uh, check. That Jeff out. says it's the, a whiskey time already. So yeah. yeah. Well, I keep no, laughing. No. Like in like all the, seriousness, that book saved saved our. You know, I I don't want to say saved our marriage, but it's, it, <laughs> it 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 kept us sane because it, it gave us our life back. Yeah. Um, where, you know, we didn't know what to do. Right. Cause the kids just wouldn't sleep and everything in that book worked. So well, the, o- the only thing I'll say is, I mean, at three kids now, I'm really desensitized to nonsense. So when he's like trying to get out of the room, I'm like, yeah, nope. And I don't care. <laughs> and then I like the, the it was kind of sad at one moment is sad, but he, he came to the door as I was standing outside and he tried to open it. And then I heard him kind of cry and then stop and go. And mm-hmm. I heard him say, what is happening? And he crawled back into oh, bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I almost burst out laughing. I'm like, that's so cute and observant and, and aware. Oh, Aaron is asking, oh, what's the God. book called, uh, Victor, that you were talking about? Oh, yes. Go ahead. Oh, uh, it's called The Ferber Method. The Ferber Method, oh. yes. Yeah, yeah. They use I, that in uh, I, the Meet the Parents, isn't it? 
when uh, I don't know. or the fockerizing them. It's a big, heavy book. You use it to knock them out. You hit them <laughs> yeah. over the head. No, no. Like I mean, the whole idea, the whole the whole point of the book is to teach them how to sleep on their own. Yeah, and, yeah. And and, and, and doing bad. that in a way where where you're not a where you're not making them think that you're abandoning them, abandoning them. Mm-hmm. And that's the key that's, and you know, people who there, there's some controversy about the book, but everyone that's on the other side, they don't get it. Yeah. Uh, they're the same ones that will breastfeed their kids till they're seven years old. You know what I mean? Like these are the whatever, like I, I'll, I'll speak my mind. Like anybody that speak your truth, Victor. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they're the kind of the wacko, wacko group. Uh, sorry for anybody in the community that's in there, but it is what it is. But the, the book is great. And all the happy couples in the world have used this method and all and, the happy and, people. Yeah. Adrian <laughs> says not to be confused with the Fitzbow method, <laughs> which is, I think well you just Adrian. give the kid gay porn and let him go to sleep. While there you go. Looking through gay porn. I, I know well, what, one of our neighbors posted a picture of their kid at literally like wandering through the night, at, like just out of their bed and then fell asleep on the rocking chair, but not in the way you think they were like standing with their, with their head on the seat part and their feet were on the floor part. So they were just kind of <laughs> resting there and that's where they stayed. That's where they yeah. fell asleep. It was just kind of, yeah, Perfect. wandered. <laughs> Amazing. All right. My week. Um, let's see. Yeah. We had a great interview with, uh, Mike, uh, with, uh, Ryan McDonald on Tuesday. Um, I got my new sit stand desk, which I'm very proud, uh, excited right. about. Of course you can't see it, but this desk you know, I've spent half my day standing at work today. So could you like, if you do it, could you both be standing right now? If you lifted that, we thing could. Up? Yeah. Yeah. If you, I mean, if this up. were, just, if this if were a video podcast, I would, us, I would, I, I would totally hit the up it. button and we would be like in an elevator. We could start it just with, with this oh, desk. Well, you have go to be over our head. Let's do it. Just like for fun. Let's see. But you have to be extra careful well, about making I'm taking sure my wine off the ride. So we're just standing. We're just sitting here. See you guys. Bye. You're not going to disconnect anything, oh, are you? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, this the show is makes for good That podcast. is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's not so funny if you're listening. Yeah. For those listening, it's not, and doesn't have the same not. effect. No, no. Oh, I keep hey, look, it's the top of Al's head. I don't think they're missing the concept of the sit stand. When the desk goes up, you're supposed to go with it. <laughs> you're supposed, yeah, they're still sitting. They're sitting. We're just the sitting. We're just standing. sitting. Okay, we're it doesn't back. count if the desk is standing and you're not. Yes, you it's electronic. But then you wouldn't see the difference. Uh, uh, Aaron asked if it was electronic. Yes, it's electronic. It's a beautiful desk, and uh, um, and I've when got, these first came out, they were they had cranks, and it was it oh, took forever for them oh, to go up. Yeah, and down. I didn't get that. No, I I, I won an award at, at uh, work. And I used the money I got for that award to buy myself a, a sit stand. So there you go. Oh, oh shit, Al's bald. Yes, we knew that. Thank you, awesome. Fuck. All right. Um, uh, you shouldn't use award money to buy office equipment. God damn it. It's dude. not my. It's a, they weren't going to get me a sit stand desk. I had to buy my own. Anyway. Uh, and I started work yesterday. Have thoughts. Was it yesterday? Two. Yeah. So, uh, and let me tell you, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Why did I have to go back to work already? It feels like I should have another week's vacation. Um, but uh, anyway, that's all. It's been kind of an uneventful week for me. Uh, Victor, how have you been? Uh, I'm, I've been great. Um, so I did go back to work, but it's, it's been, you know, not as crazy of a week as typically it is because there's still a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to, they're going to come in hard next week. So, uh, what are you going to do? So, uh, to 
uh, rival that, I decided to take every Friday off uh, in February. So I blo- I did that before they have a chance to start booking me in for meetings. So I've got uh, 40 weeks uh, all through February. I'm Aren't you afraid of using up? I mean, you probably have like six months. I've got too much vacation now. Okay. I have my. I yeah. wish I had that problem. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've got so. way too much. I might my struggle to use it all up. So mm-hmm. I might I might do several uh, a couple of more months like that. Well done. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but anyway, uh, so quickly, uh, some so Amazon. You heard that they're laying off eighteen thousand people, <gasps> which is uh, I, only three percent of their workforce, or something like that's that. Crazy. That's wild. And I'm thinking, God damn it, because I'm I've got I'm waiting for two packages. Uh, that <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Never mind those people whose lives have just been ru- you know, so, like ruined and yeah. stuff. You, you're worried so about no, no, no. There's this is this is this is gonna this is good. It, okay. There's gonna be uh, come up and here. Okay. So um, uh, so I'm waiting for two packages I ordered back in November, and I decided to wow. just call in, call today before they lay people off and nobody's there to answer the phones, and to find out what the hell is going on. And both packages basically got lost, and they weren't gonna do anything about it until I called to ask. Oh, no. So they felt really bad, and um, they immediately re re uh, inserted the orders. Oh, okay. um, and and gave me um like altogether three hundred dollar um credit for my troubles. Okay. Uh wow. so so then at the end, uh, you know, they asked you to do the survey and then I did a very nice personal write-up about the agent that helped me out. So hopefully she will not be one of the eighteen thousand people affected. So hopefully I saved one job. <laughs> Saving Amazon so workers. Funny, okay, that, a good that was your yeah. circle. That was your loop around. <laughs> yes. So is it funny? So I couldn't help but laugh last night. So I mentioned in the pre-show I got a USB splitter so I could use my more more ports in my computer and it arrived at 10 o'clock last night at night Mm -hmm. and as it was arriving i kind of laughed myself i'm like this thing cost nine dollars or whatever i think i ordered a phone charger at the same time so i spent 20 bucks and i'm like i don't think this was ever the vision of when people (laughs) are like i need shit delivered to my house that's important at 10 o'clock at night, there's no way I needed a USB splitter, but I'm utilizing this service. Yeah, absolutely. Of course you need it. And and yeah. I, it's like, I don't think this was the original vision. You're part of the problem. Yeah. I am part of the problem. I'm, I'm tr- I, 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 that's really what I'm getting at. I here. probably yeah. am too. It'd be an interesting conversation to have to think about what's the, the cheapest thing you've ordered from like Amazon. Just knowing like the logistics that goes through getting stuff shipped to you same day yeah. or next day. What is the cheapest thing that probably costs three times its worth to get it to your door? I, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I'm a I member, think so about I get this. the free delivery shit. So mm, I'm like, yeah. Well, yeah. this is not a good use. I pay for delivery. Prime. I figure I pay for Prime. So what, if I order that. Um, See, I'm not. I, you, you are always saying to me, it's on Prime. It's not just order. And I will, oh, no. I'm always trying to like get a grocery cart together. Like it's like, okay, yeah. I've got five I'm things I'm with you, or 10 Tanya. things. I'm like, mm-hmm. now I'll put the orders I'm with you, Tanya. So I, I used to have Prime. I canceled it because I didn't think that I, because they decided to increase their price and mm-hmm. I didn't want to be a sheep. And so I said, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't feel that there was value in it. So I'm, I, I, you know, regular member and I now need to spend over $35 to get the free delivery, which I'm totally fine with because when I was on prime, I specifically did not order things that were like $3 on their own because mm-hmm. it just felt wrong. I yeah, just, it just, you're felt a better wrong. person than I am. And I should probably yeah. be a better person because you're right. So I like, waited yeah. till I accumulated enough stuff where I felt that it was, it, it was worth that, yeah. you know, I was doing the right thing. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, but you know, I'm not going to judge you. 
Uh, <laughs> You're already judging me. That's fine. I guess I am. Um, yeah. And that's what I'd like You're to hear folks in the live stream. What is the cheapest object you order from Amazon? I'd love to hear it and see okay. if there's anybody who, you know, as a singular item, as a, as a singular, singular item. Yeah. So right now the, the thing you got to beat is how much is your splitter, uh, Matt? Was it like 20 10? bucks? Nine, nine, $9, $9. So under $10. For <laughs> so, and actually the best story and really cool wasn't Amazon, but I talked to a guy at a little Caesars pizza one time mm -hmm. about uh, Uber Eats deliveries. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I kid you not. We had an order one time for a single can of ginger ale. Oh, that's just oh my wrong. God. A single can. He's like, and you got to think of logistics. So the can was like $2 or $3, whatever it was, plus delivery fees. And it was raining. So there was surcharging. He's like, it was probably a $20 can of pop. But because the guy, because it was raining, the guy figured this was the easiest way to get a can of pop. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Trace says a uh, phone charger, but those things can be a uh, phone charger cord, but those can be expensive. So like, uh, nine especially bucks. if it's Apple. Uh, Tobias says many used books weigh the fuck less than nine dollars. So we're all the problem. Uh, nine ninety nine for a, a Wi-Fi. I remember yeah. one of my bosses saying that uh, when it first came out that you could order anything from anywhere, and it was uh, the gas station was on there, and she's like, "What the hell are you going to yeah. order from a gas station?" And so she did it just to do it and Slurpee. say she did, and Slurpee. and yeah, it's like the, like bubble gum, whatever. Or I think it was a cup of coffee or something that she what? had delivered That's from the crazy. gas. I don't know. It was weird. I'm like, oh, you can go Christmas shopping at the gas station. I have it delivered to you. Yeah. So, but <laughs> the difference between Uber and, and Amazon is the fact is that you're not paying extra fees for being a dumbass with Amazon. You're just mm -hmm. like you're you're getting the nine thing, nine dollar item. You're not paying for shipping. You're not paying surcharges. You're not paying except the annual fee. Right. But but um, you're not paying for any of that extra stuff. Yeah. Whereas with Uber, at least you're getting it up the bum because you've now you're now sorry. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, now, you're accepting that you're 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 accept, you're accepting <laughs> that, but you're you're you know it's not like Uber is being sh shafted. They're not. They're, they're charging you over the you know over the moon for it. So so there is a difference there. <laughs> All right, we're, we have to get back to the paid content. The the live streamers are getting restless. Tanya, how's your week? Uh oh my god, it's it's been so long. Yesterday I thought today was Friday. Today is tomorrow's Friday. It's just all it, I'm all discombobulated. <laughs> Um, I'm, thing. I, yeah, it's just, it, I think it's being the holiday on the weekend, but then the Monday was off. And anyways, we had a great new year's, like a yeah, really, really great yeah. new year. Right. I forgot about that. that was this we weekend, had, uh, yeah, we had, uh, um, our, um, our friends over that we went to Newfoundland with and, and, and got into tin together. Yeah, the, they're still our friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, we went and had an all you can eat Japanese, um, restaurant for lunch which was the mm -hmm. best way to do it. We we went for like a two o'clock lunch and fed our bellies like crazy. Oh Stayed God, there for like gluttony. two hours, uh, two, almost three hours. Like it was a long time. We ate and ate and ate. And then we came back and I absolutely um, just moved everything out of the living room. And oh, I posted some videos. Oh no, did you? Just, okay. just on our Discord. <laughs> yeah, I, I took all the furniture out of the living room, uh, much to Alan's um, um, <laughs> chagrin. <laughs> and uh, um, we had games upon games upon games. We just had so many games and mm -hmm. it was minute to win it games. If anyone's ever watched the, the TV show. I'd like um, be really good at that show. Oh man, it was That's so much fun. It was so much fun. Okay, this is how much fun it was. We had the windows open and the house was getting hot. The house was getting hot. And then one of the neighbors came over their family of four. So we had two families of four 
and we were playing and, and Alan made a bracket and it was like head to head games. And we were, brackets, we were laughing so hard, <laughs> so hard and having so much fun. And people outside were like trying to figure out what the heck was going on in our house mm-hmm. that, um, because we were laughing and, and making so there much There were fun. at least two other house parties happening in our neighborhood, but they were all wanting to be at our place because oh, so great. whatever they heard, they, they wanted to be part of. Anyway. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. So um, yeah, so we did that. Um, back to work. This is my first year that I've had to actually work during the holidays. Um, yeah, I know that mm. I was, because of my last job, I had seniority, so I didn't have to work on, on holidays. Like I would take the whole week off. Um, and this year I did not. So I had to work. Um, so that's kind of a bummer because the kids are off right now. So we're staying up much too late and, and regretting it the next day. Um, and you started off the show saying, um, something about murder. And I thought it was really comical because we've been playing the last three nights, um, clue. clue. And, uh, oh. our daughter is obsessed right now with murders and, uh, like, she's like doing like, there's been a murder and she's like <laughs> giving us invitations and stuff like that. So it's, it's been creepy yet fun. Yes. Liz. <laughs> How have you been? Hi. I'm good. Good. And you? Um, <laughs> so I'll just do it myself. You're just going to show off yeah. your writing partner, Trace, who can never get that right. So uh, well done. <laughs> I was, I was waiting. Yes. Um, I'm good. I, um, I had a good week since mm-hmm. I saw you guys last and um, it was New Year's and New Year's Eve is my daughter's birthday. Oh, wow. So I have a 15 year old. And then, and we had sushi. So we, I had a lot of Japanese food this weekend too, because we had sushi Saturday. Um, I barely stayed up till midnight. And um, then Sunday, our friends every year, they have a traditional Japanese um, New Year's Day party where they make mochi and the women, the men do the pounding of the mochi of the rice oh, yeah. flour. You and shared the video of that. And we're like, oh, that's so cool. I know what that was, but uh, that's cool. What's a mochi? Sorry. Mochi, it's like a rice, uh, like rice flour and water. And a lot of times you get it flavored and sweet. Sometimes you get it as ice cream, that kind of thing. But it's, it, it's plain when we do it. And then, um, you know, you put it in your soup and they make a soup, like a brothy kind of soup. And it's like a good luck thing. And then. Cool. They have a whole sushi buffet, and then we do a toast with sake, and it has a little mm. gold flake in there nice. for good luck. And they do this whole thing, and it's oh, super fun. And I've been sober for a little over a year, but I like took a little tiny sip, and then I stuck my finger in there to get the gold flake. So I got, I did get my gold flake. Oh, okay. nice! All right. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a good year. Good, excellent, excellent. excellent. Here's some good years. But it sounds like we we could all use a little bit of coffee. So let's see. And I still don't have a new diabolical coffee ad yet. Although I've been given some really great ideas from uh, Trace and Liz, and, and I can't wait to execute on it's some. Gold. Of these. It's, it's, it's gold. It's so good. But anyway, the, today we're just going to go with uh, a blast from the past. And I'm thinking maybe this one here. Hey there, ladies. How are you now? Do you like strong, dark coffee? Well, then you're in luck. Diabolical coffee is being served at the produce stand. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes and even some you didn't know you wanted. You can order whole bean, coarse, standard grind, and espresso. <laughs> or if you're feeling the hiccups, kinky, Matt. there's a cake-up option. Use the promo code Stand for 10% off anything in the store. 
That's 10% off That's all 20% coffee and merch. Off, 20%. So it's time to put the D in your coffee with Diabolical Coffee. And thank you, <laughs> Diabolical Coffee, for your support. Yes, thank you, Diabolical Coffee. And thank you to our new Twitter followers, E. Van B., Caroline McIntyre from Bucks County, Pennsylvania, Starlight Faye, Jake from Memphis, Tennessee, Dale Shank, uh, Wiz Graham from Seattle. Do you know uh, Wiz, uh, um, uh, Liz? No. <laughs> uh, Just the Liz. Aunt Coke from Arkansas, <laughs> Jimmy, Brian Iverson from North of Seattle. Do you know Brian? Uh, Hannah uh, Candy from Missouri. Angela uh, Angela Rehill. Uh, James from Newport, Rhode Island. Francesca from Denver. Uh, Tund Lanner. Uh, MB from Ontario, Canada. Uh, Tom Kephart from uh, Marine City, Michigan. IU Stiffware uh, from Lane, Spain. I don't know. Um, Taryn Harris from BC. <laughs> Andrea ZC or ZC from Oakland, uh, California. Suzanne from Westville, Westerville, Ohio. Rody Joe from Burlington, Kentucky. Moist Lobster. NC Parrot from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Smurfette 420 from Edmonton. John John, who's your cult leader? Herb uh, Miller. Uh, Sean Nolan. Edward, Edward uh, Omubo from Portland, Harcourt. Uh, Pete Fuller from Georgia, Nicholas uh, Capri Lane from Fresno, California, Jay Raymond, uh, Drew Bookie, Boogie, uh, Ken Zwicky from Hamburg, New York, JJ Straker, uh, Aliska, oh my god, Doku Poliva, <clears throat> something like that, nailed it, <laughs> MJ1, <laughs> uh, Stum Stomach Gill, uh, Steve Fernandez from Ohio. Charles Brimmer from Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, Mississippi. Je Jeff uh, Wenis from Minnesota. Let's go adventure. Uh, let's go adventure with Lady Fairy. Uh, Anthony from New Jersey. Jeremy McClanahan from Oak Harbor, Ohio. Andrew Foster, Rorschachs, and Jeff M. Thank you for following and hopefully for listening. For listening. Previously. That, that was fun. Letter <laughs> it was very tough. Last week, we recapped and reviewed episode <laughs> one of season 11. Uh, Chips, that got us a fresh rating from Matt, myself, a clearance from Tanya, and our guest Mike had a compost, or sorry, a clearance from Tanya and our guest Mike and a compost from Victor. Uh, according to our scientific Twitter poll, which had 240 votes, 60.4% of you gave this episode a fresh, 32.9% a clearance, and 67 agreed with Victor. This week, we recap and review episode two of season 11, Okoya. Uh, Matt, have you done your homework? <laughs> yes. I've done my homework. Victor, have you done your homework? It has. And Tanya, when did you do your homework? It was. <laughs> Liz, have you done your homework? <laughs> Did you? I, I didn't hear you. Liz? I did. You did. I All said right. I did. Okay. Hold on for us. Get to the yeah. chorus. <laughs> we open with the Hicks oh, in the farmhouse was. kitchen. About uh, They're talking about motions pictures. Uh, Katie is complaining about a particular motion picture stacked uh, to the tits with what she hates. Uh, Schooly Dan asks her to be more specific. Uh, Derry wonders if it's this. Oh, what? Like uh, there's a super intense dramatic scene and one actor is on the other side of the room screaming their lines at the other actor. And then slowly and gradually, they get closer and closer, speaking more quietly and softly up until they get about nose to nose. And then they deliver their last line, and it's almost a whisper. Okay, I hate that. Yeah, and then there's usually some kind of variation on, try me. Or something like, don't make me hurt you. Or this ends here. Yeah, no. 
So uh, w Wayne wonders if it's this. Or how whenever there's a scene where like a gal kicks a dude's ass, magically the dude just kind of appears out of nowhere and says something like, hey, bitch. Worst. And then after the gal's <laughs> done kicking the dude's ass, the gal just shows up and swallows, says something all breathy like, who's the bitch now? Ugh, sit down. <laughs> no one's guessed it yet, so Squirrely Dan takes a shot. Uh, there's always some kid who doesn't speak any English trying to lead all the English-speaking people away from danger, but all he can say is, here, 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 here. Enough. Katie admits she hates all of those things, but there's one thing she hates more than that. Oh. oh. Yep, when every actor takes a sharp inhale before their line for dramatic effect. What's wrong with that, Katie? You saying you don't like that? Kind of feels like you're lobs in a grenade to the whole industry's thing. Don't. Do you have any idea how often actors use this device for dramatic effect, Katie? And people don't even speak that way. Have you ever heard anyone breathe like that before they speak ever in your life? Go ahead, I'll wait. Not my last nerve ski, boys. What's gonna stop, Katie? Whatever happened to less is more, Katie. Actors need to stop trying so darn hard, Katie. Not that I got it all my damn self. Yeah, not that I have it all my damn self, Katie. Just faint, Katie. I completely understand why he hates that, Miss Katie. Fuck off. Fucking. Drinking <laughs> <laughs> too much further. <laughs> The hicks all hiccup uncontrollably. Wayne has dirty to scare him. His feeble attempt fails. So, uh, so does Squirrely Dan's. Then we cut to Wayne in the field. And you suppose that's what uh, thespians mean by sacrificing for your craft? And cue the theme. All right, there's your cold open. Matt, what did you think of that cold open? <clears throat> so, you know, there's something special, man. Like it. <laughs> I will say that when they hiccups, I have not laughed out loud <laughs> that hard at this show in a long time. It was so perfect. So the, the whole scene I thought was brilliant, to be honest. Um, I thought uh, there's a lot of things that happen in movies and they're clearly taking shots of them all. And I, and I can see and visualize and be in the moment of every single one of them. I don't think they carried this one on too long. And there's a lot of self-awareness in the fact of how stupid it is at the same time. And that's where the hiccups come in. So I thought it was a very well-rounded one. The only thing I'll say is I was surprised by the here, here part. <laughs> I thought that was, a, I'm not, I mean, I, I, is that PC? I don't know. It doesn't feel it, but it was brilliant and made me laugh really hard. But it, well, because they're making fun of it in movies, right? Like, uh, like Indiana Jones, I bet I'm, I'm thinking comes 100%, to mind. Yeah, yeah 100 <clears> percent. <throat> I, I know exactly what they're doing there. And it made so sense. Um, I was just surprised that they mm -hmm. they had the courage to do it um, and make it take a shot at it. And and it, and it, I think it paid off. They set the context of what they were doing and it like gave them the get out of jail free card mm -hmm. to uh, to follow it through. So I, I really, really enjoyed this cold open. Yeah, it was a fun cold open. Um, I, I'm I'm glad we're back to cold opens where I can actually clip clips from. Like, uh, <laughs> it's not one of the you know. Last week we had the kind of classic uh, Letter Kenny problems kind of back and forth cold open, which which is is fun. But this at least had a little more to it. And <clears throat> as we're going to see later on in the episode, there's actually quite a lot to this cold open. Uh, there's a lot of connection there, and uh, I think we're going to see it throughout the episode. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I believe uh, I read earlier today. I think it was Aaron who said that this cold open was a was part of Letterkenny Live, 
It was a skit they did during Letterkenny oh. Live, apparently. Oh, was it? Uh, I don't know for a fact, but that's, I think Aaron mentioned it in, in the that's Discord. Good. And since none of us here went to Letterkenny Live, no one can, uh, can oh, Adrian's saying yes. So, um, uh, yeah, so that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, it was a fun cold open. I, I give it uh, kudos. I think it would belong in our I wanna, bracket. <laughs> I want to know then if if that was part of the live show. Like, does that like excite people even more that oh, they see it? Okay, Aaron's clarifying. It was oh. shown as a clip. They didn't do it live. It oh, was shown as a clip. okay. Okay, so gotcha. I guess it must have been a sneak peek at season 11. Well, I guess still some people would have that connection to it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Victor, what did you think? So if Matt is standing in the north, then I'm standing in the south oh, because saw that coming. we're on complete opposite ends of this. So I also saw what they were doing mm-hmm. and I couldn't be more disinterested in it. I couldn't connect to a single thing that they were exemplifying. I, I can imagine everything that they were doing in it, every single um Steven Seagal movie, uh, those types of, you know, those types of kind of live action, but Mm -hmm. kind of animated animation, live action animations, you know, action hero movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, but it's, it's just, and I get it, but it's still not like to me, I just didn't find it funny. It was just, I was very disinterested in that cold open. It was very blah for me. Uh, and, and even though Jeff wants me to do this to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, and, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'm gonna cut. It. And I think what was great about it, I'll let you finish, yeah. is knowing what's coming. They set the stage so well mm. of yeah, what yeah. They, what they were doing in this episode, so it all fits. Yeah, yeah. If you if you love what's gonna transpire after this, I I get why you'd be excited about it. Um, for me, for me, that doesn't fix it. It doesn't it doesn't make it more exciting or more interesting. It was very. It was it was a very flat cold open for me because I wasn't uh, connecting with any of the examples that uh, they were kind of spewing out. You didn't even laugh and chuckle a little bit when they started hiccuping. I thought that was the funniest part. I didn't chuckle part. at all. No, I didn't. Ch- I didn't even not inside. even at the hiccups, man. You're dead I didn't. No, I, no, so I didn't. I didn't even get a gr- like a grin or anything. Nothing. Oh man, I think we're back. To, are you back at work? That's no, right, I'm, I'm giving it. No, I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, well, I am back at work, but no, I, I wasn't tired. I, mm-hmm. I gave that episode my full attention and, mm-hmm. and it just, it wasn't funny. What, what am I going to say? All right. Tan, what do you think of that cold open? Um, I, I'm in between the two. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not as, as down on it as Victor is, but I'm not as excited about it as Matt was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I did watch it with headphones on, and I gave it my full attention. Um, I <laughs> I uh, I thought that only because the whole show then circles back to the cold open, um, and I love when they do that. Mm-hmm. I I find that it ties everything so nicely, and I like the callback, um, and it makes the cold open better because they did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really put a whole lot of. Um, maybe I'm just not that um, attentive when I watch shows and stuff. So I thought it was interesting, uh, like the the whole little quiet, you know, repetitiveness of what movies do, mm-hmm. um, like the whole try me, don't make me hurt you. This mm-hmm. is going to, you know, that stuff. Um, the dramatic effect, the inhale, the hiccup. It was, it was, it was cute. It, it, it didn't make me laugh out loud. Uh, I, I, I was watching it, but it didn't really do anything much than that. Oh, all right, Liz, what do you think? Um, I'm kind of with 
Tanya, where I, I'm a little bit in the middle of this. And I do think that, you know, with, with the, the group, like on the, um, discord and stuff, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people that are really into like the cinema and the movie mm-hmm. part of things. And, and I think that that really speaks to them a lot more. Um, I really thought, so what I made a note of here that, um, I thought it was really funny when Dan says, uh, to Katie in the very beginning that doesn't really narrows it down <laughs> because everybody is always talking about how mean she is. Mm. And, you mm. know, I, I personally don't think she is, but I just think she's a bad bitch, but, um, and dairy and, um, squirrely Dan, the way that they tried to scare Wayne was like the funniest thing to me. And <laughs> right. uh, boogity, yeah. Boogity. <laughs> yeah. And when <laughs> the fuck <are> Derry's, <laughs> <laughs> with dairy i actually wrote um dairy scaring wayne is the softest scare ever <laughs> because it was just so funny to me yeah, yeah. and but people getting the hiccups to me is so funny like mm. in real life i will always laugh at people when they get the hiccups yeah it's just it's are it's you gonna like, say it tanya has the loudest most fucking annoying hiccup on the in the I history do. of hiccups I, whenever she hurt. gets it i i gotta leave the room it's not funny it's oh, like man. i gotta leave the room it's it's Requ- it's painful request next time can you record it please it's so yeah. it, there it's p- beyond painful and it they're so loud and th- they go on forever like it they're just they never like it, she it, hiccups it, from her diaphragm or something like, i don't understand how, how it works but uh well next uh, time have oh, al go boogity boogity, boogity. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing works nothing. just gotta leave her it's in like a room the room by herself wor- and i have to drink like, a beer upside down leave the house because <laughs> i'll wake up everyone if it happens yeah. in the middle of the night yeah it's they're terrible Anyway, we're going to move on. Scene one, Katie sitting alone in the produce stand when she gets a call. It's Tannis informing Katie that Glenn says they need to get down to the church right away. Katie jumps from her chair and dashes off. Cut two, Gail at Modine's with Coach sitting at the bar. Uh, she gets a text from the same message. Uh, both she and Coach run out of the bar. Then cut to Rain and, uh, Wayne and Rosie sitting outside at a picnic table playing cribbage. <laughs> Wayne sitting uh, straight up as usual, uh, straight as a board, and carefully hiding his hand with the other hand. Uh, Rosie is, uh, gets the text about Glenn as well, but they just keep playing. Rosie gets a, a second text, or this time from Tannis, uh, saying that uh, she knew she, they wouldn't listen to Glenn. So seriously, church now. So Rosie thinks they should go. Wayne reminds Rosie that he's unavailable. Rosie says she should go. Uh, Wayne protests right uh, uh, right when he's about to win. Rosie promises she'll make it up to him. Uh, she'll make him boar chops uh, for dinner. That seems to do the trick. Rosie leaves, but Wayne remains seated, grumbling, and still hiding his hand as she walks away. Scene two, down at the church, Glenn is standing at the podium uh, with a, an exasperated-looking Tannis sitting beside him. He thanks everyone for heeding his call. Katie asks him what the rumpus is. Glenn begins to speak in a preacher, preachy manner, but Coach cuts him off, says he will not be hoodwinked into attending a religious service. After some more egging on from the others, Glenn finally gets to the point of why he called everyone. He wanted to thank everyone for participating in the bake sale to help raise money for the youth group. Katie, your muffins... It's Uncle Eddie's recipe. Guess it still holds up. Rose, your banana bread left me fit to be tied. You'd be surprised at how easy it is to make. Tannis! Don't yell at me, preacher. Your bannock blew my mind. Oh, I know my way around a salle manger. <laughs> She's cute. She means cuisine. Gail! Your tarts work their way into my hearts and my belly. Thick skin help. Coach! 
No one gave two poops about your fruitcake, which is no surprise at all. You don't like fruitcake? Oh no, me personally, I love a fruitcake. Oh, you do? <laughs> and it goes me at all, knows that about me. Barb loved fruitcake. Oh, can we not with Barb, please? <laughs> Welcome back, Barb. Glenn's comment seems to have hurt Coach, who says he was hes hesitant to contribute at all because the Christian youth are dabbling in a little iffy business these days. Like what? You ever heard of sulking? No. It's when a dude puts his dink in a gal, <laughs> oh. but doesn't move it. It's like no thrusting or anything? No. But that's good stuff. Oh, my. The dude yeah. just puts his dink in huh. and stays still. It's a way for them to get around saving their virginity till marriage. A little troubleshooting there. So they just say we can't have sex, but we can... <gasps> Soak. What is the point? Not, well, I guess it beats not doing anything at all. No, no it, it doesn't. doesn't. Tannis implores Glenn to get to the point. Glenn says they are here because something horrible has happened. He and his friend, Tan best friend Tannis, arrived at the church sometime at 10 a.m. Tannis scoffs at Glenn, referring to her as his best friend. Glenn says they're besties because when he called her, she came right away. And that's something besties do. Tan Tannis says it's because Glenn said there was a fire. Glenn says one little white lie never hurt nobody. Uh, Tannis was just relieved that she didn't start it. Uh, this gets crickets from the rest of the congregation, uh, but Glenn continues with his story. We arrived here at around 10 a.m. when I showed my bestie that the till that had all the earnings in it from the bank sale had gone missing. And so I says to my bestie, I says, we must check our purses because we done got robbed. Now, all of you had access to the till, which means that one of you heartless monsters stole from me, Glenn. Your friend, or best friend, depending on whether or not your name is Tannis. <laughs> so let me remind you. Do not steal from me. Bravo. I didn't. And more importantly, do not steal it from the church, from the Lord of the himself and all his Idris's Elba, and from the Lord's Youth Group, the Burning Bush Club. Okay, production note here. During this scene, Glenn starts from the podium and gets closer and closer to Coach before whispering, do not steal from me, mimicking one of the things that Katie hates in movies from the cold open. So that's one of the first callbacks. Glenn. Oh. I, I missed that one. Yeah. Glenn begs for the person who stole from him to confess and then repent. No one fesses up. Glenn wonders out loud, how will he ever find out who hath robbed him? He prays out, Lord, send me some help. Cue Stuart and Rold, who enter the church. First, Rold enters with a little boombox saying, here, here, mimicking Squirrely Dan's example from the cold open of the child who doesn't speak English but asks people to follow him. So there's the other call, call back. Uh, <clears throat> rolled motions over to their the other entrance where Stuart ambles in wearing a beige trench coat black hat although not his usual bowler hat one with a wider brim and black leather gloves uh, he looks like a cross between Columbo and Van Helsing although the Van Helsing could just be because of his long hair he also he's also walking with a cane and a pronounced limp at a twirly mustache and about 100 pounds, and he could be the famous Agatha Christie detective Her Hercule uh, Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Yeah, so uh, Roald holds up the boombox and presses play on some stormy sound effects for Stuart's entrance. Tannis ignores the spectacle, asks Katie and Rosie where Wayne and Squirrely Dan are. Katie says she ordered some furniture from Okoya, and is uh, it's being delivered today, so you know how much they love that shit in production note. I looked up Okoya, and the only thing I could find is... 
the R of Lagos, Razek Okoya. So in this case, it's probably just because it sounds like Ikea that they use the word and there's no other deeper meaning in it. Next scene, a van pulls into the farmhouse laneway and a Okoya logo can be seen on the front hood and side panel. A couple of guys step out of the van. Uh, they're wearing Okoya shirts. They greet Wayne and Squirrely Dan who are sitting on the back porch smoking darts. Faces obscured by the railing. The two Okoya delivery guys stand before Wayne and Squirrely Dan as if they're on trial. Got the times? Nope. Shockers. Sorry? Oh, you say be available between the hours of 1 and 4 in the afternoon to sign for delivery. So time's it now. 4.45? 4.48. We just follow the schedule. All right. So delivery's 75 bucks. The attitude extra? Katie said she was ordering some Swedish furniture. Didn't say nothing about no fucking lips. How about the lip on this one? Who knew Swedes were so fucking lippy? Did you have somewhere to be? I've had about enough of the lip. You Swedes may be good at fucking meatballs, but you got a lot to learn about fucking being on times. What's your name? Jens. What? Jens. What is there two of you? That's got to be the most Swedish fucking name I ever heard. I'm actually Dutch. <laughs> well, don't say that too loud around here. But what's your name? Gunner. But what's your real name? Gunner. Yeah, but what's your real name? Gunner. Fuck around. <laughs> You're already late. Don't get fucking smart. Might be careful. A nickname like that just might stick. Getting lipped off by a couple of fucking Swedes. Thought about enough of lip. <laughs> Squid Ant says, by the looks of the two of them, he can understand why Katie ordered from them. Wade, uh, Wayne says he's not sure their shirts, shirts can get any tighter, but he bet the farm they'd give it a shot. Uh, Jens finally speaks up, saying they've got one dresser and two bedside tables. He asks where they want them assembled. Wayne replies, right there. The surprise is Jens. Squid Ant says they can set it up right there, and they'll tell them what kind of job they're fucking doing. Uh, Jens asks them uh, where they want the furniture carried after. It'll take 30 seconds. Wayne thinks they'll bounce the furniture off 30 fucking walls. Jens gives in. The customer's always right. This gives, this gets a pitter-patter from Squirrely Dan. Next scene, back at the church, Glenn asks Stuart what they're doing there. Stuart does a dramatic inhale. Another Katie's pet peeves from the cold open. Uh, Stuart ignores Katie, says he's there because she knows who did because he knows who did it. Glenn asks him how he could possibly know anything. He refused to participate in the bake sale. Stuart said he, he was a he offered his brownies. Glenn said he doesn't care if it's legal. Stewart will not sell drugs in his church. Stewart says weed's not a drug. The coach interrupts with the following non sequitur. I don't dance the de facto butt stuff fella in these hey, parts. Hey, I like a one and a two. I said fella, but butt stuff's pretty popular with the Christian youth. Shocker. That too? Oh. Basically anything that doesn't involve <coughs> penile vaginal penetration. Well, another way to protect their virginities. A little life hack. So they say we can't have vaginal intercourse, but we can... Fire it up the pooper. Really? Dance like nobody's watching. To each his or her own. Glenn tries to get the conversation back on track. He asks Stuart to explain himself in front of God and his son Jesus and all his Idris's albas. Uh, this sends the skids into a literal, literal hiss, hissing fit. Holy crap. Uh, when he finally composes himself, Stuart says he grew up reading all of the classics of Lord Agatha Christie. Glenn doesn't think this is how that works. Uh, Stuart ignores him, says he can sniff out a murder a, a plot a mile away. Glenn corrects him. No one was murdered. Stuart says, irregardless, allow him to walk through a scenario. He asks what brought all of these strange, disparate people together today. Why these people and why here? Glenn reiterates he was having a bake sale. Stuart thinks it's likely a likely story and begins with his first hypotheses, dramatized in black and white, aided by rolled in his boombox full of uh, thunderstorm effects. No one likes Glenn. 
and no one supports his church. Stuart, you know I can still hear you, right? I posit this. Because no one really wanted to help Glenn, or his god, or any of his Idris's Alba, everyone pretended to put their profits in the till, but instead pocketed the money and kept it for themselves. There was no money to be stolen because everyone kept their own profits. Therefore... The murderer is everyone. Glenn reminds Stuart that no one was murdered, but then asks if everyone, everyone, if he was correct. Rosie says Stuart just did re- reiterated the plot of the Agatha Christie novel Murder on the Orient Express. Tannis loved the book and movie. They all start raving about the movie, giving Michelle Pfeiffer multiple U's. Production note, Agatha Christie, in case anybody needs to know, was an English writer known for her 66 detective novels and uh, 14 short story collections. She had two main protagonists, Hercule Poirot and uh, Miss Marple. Uh, She's considered the world's best-selling author of all time behind only the Bible and Shakespeare. So Glenn asks them if they're admitting to robbing him. All at the same time, Tennis assures him that that is not the case. Stuart interrupts. He did not say that's what happened. He posited that that's how it could have happened, but it didn't. Inhaling sharply again to Katie's annoyance, he has another scenario. Uh, Rold hits the boombox, but first we go over to the farmhouse in scene five. The the Okoya guys ask Wayne and Squilly Dan if they have a stud finder. Squilly Dan uh, says he doesn't believe it's any of their fucking business. Undeterred, Jens continues to say that Okoya suggests fastening the dresser to the wall to prevent it from tipping. He's got some studs finders? Yeah. Well, fucking point it over here. I'll tell you if it's working. Everybody's got a stud finder joke. I don't remember asking how not to tip stuffs. Did you want the stud finder or not? Well, fucking don't need one. I already found him. You know, that's worries about that. You just worries about righty tighties, lefties, loosies. Oh, you're getting some nice furniture here. I can see from here the hardware strip from screwing it in once. So tells me again what we're getting here's. Another Allen key in the fucking junk drawer. People seem to like it. You know what else people seem to like? Boy bands. This silly Swedish furniture is like boy bands. Odd for a second, sure. It's only a matter of time before you're a joke. Squid Ann goes back to making fun of their tight shirts and also warns them that tight pants kill sperms. Jen says he doesn't want kids. Wayne fucking Betsy, they don't want him either. <laughs> so, That's harsh. It's a harsh line. Scene six, back at the church, Katie asks Glenn what the youth group needs uh, the money for. Uh, she's been to youth group and all they got is refreshments. No more than $20 worth, more like $15 if you're cutting coupons. So where does the rest of it go? Tannis says, ask the Vatican. Katie says she wa- uh, she knows when she buys Girl Guide or Bo- Boy Scout cookies, uh, she's sending kids camping and whatnot. Or when a GI uh, Jehovah comes to their door, the money's going to can- go- going to canceling Christmas and whatnot. But they don't go camping and they love Christmas. Glenn responds, has Katie seen the price of Freshie these days? Stuart says they can get all the Freshie they want on the dark web. Uh, production note, Freshie is a Canadian fast uh Casual restaurants serving up burritos, wraps, soups, salads, etc. In case yeah, you highly thank expensive. Thank you for answering one of my questions. Food. Yes, yeah, it's most it's food. mostly salads. I mean, yeah, their yeah. their their bread and bread and butter is their is their. I've never ordered a salad from Fresh. Salads. I always get their bowls. They're, burritos, they're just basically soup, salad with rice. Fresh yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, Stuart points his cane to, at Coach, citing he's an emotional basket case. Coach was unaware he felt that way. Stewart continues by stating Coach has never recovered from the death of his wife. Coach says, 
Arb? And everyone groans. They all know her name. But come to think of it, Glenn doesn't know how doesn't know Coach's name. Uh, but before we can get an answer to that question, Stuart interrupts with another scenario. Coach, you're the angriest man we all know. And then no one bought any of your fruitcake. That might be enough to push a man over the edge. That might be enough to drive a man to murder. The black and white dramatic reenactment uh, shows Coach laughing maniacally while opening the cash box. Uh, snapping back to reality, Glenn once again reminds Stuart that no one was murdered. Uh, Rosie is confused. Is this supposed to be another Agatha Christie book? She doesn't recognize the plot. Stuart says it's Death on the Nile. Uh, Rosie disagrees. Death on the Nile is about the poor couple that kills the rich girl to take her money. Hastily simplified, but yes. Stuart, your coach theory is nothing like Death on the Nile. It is a very close approximation. It's not. Can confirm. Coach! What say you? I didn't do that. <laughs> what a defense! What a defense! What a defense! What a I was actually quite happy no one bought the fruitcake because I found that in the pantry and I don't even know how long it's been there. Coach. Coach goes on to admit that it's much darker than that. A few months I ago, he, he started hitting the bottle pretty hard. Tannis interrupts out of boredom. Anywho, <coughs> Rosie doesn't think Coach did it. Stuart didn't say that Coach did it. He posited. It was only a posit and he'd like to posit one last time. Cut back to the farmhouse. The Okoya guys are finished in assembly. Uh, Squid Ann asks for the time. Gunner responds with time to get a watch. Wayne warns him not to get lippy. It's six o'clock. Jen's asked to Hicks that they're sure they don't want them to take the furniture up to the bedroom. Wayne asks, said anything about the bedroom? Well, they're bedside tables. Wayne says it's just another name, Jennifer. Uh, Squid Ann <laughs> adds they could just as easily be end tables. Jens asks if they're sure they don't want help uh, bringing the furniture in. Wayne is sure. So they get up, approach the, the delivery guys. Uh, Wayne gives them each a tip. Jens is surprised. He didn't think they were getting a tip. Wayne offers them another tip. Be on time. The Oko Okoya guys start laughing, but immediately stop when they see Wayne wasn't joking. The Okoya guys leave. Wayne appears to begin to re reinforce the furniture with real screws. <coughs> Scene eight. Back at the church, the discussion has devolved into everyone shouting at each other. Stuart finally uh, breaks it up. He takes another dramatic inhale. Katie warns him that's the last time he does that. Rold puts the boombox down and calls over to Katie, calling her a bitch. Uh, Katie gets up and socks Rold in the stomach. Rold goes down like a sack of potatoes. Katie says, who's the bitch now? Thereby completing the last of the movie pet peeves from the cold open. And with a pat on the butt from Rosie, Katie returns to her pew. Stewart says he was think getting the hiccups anyway. Uh, he asks if they allow one last theory because this theory is the truth. Uh, Roll jumps up, jumps back up with the boombox. I was hurt, nay, offended, when Glenn rejected my offer of baked, baked goods. <laughs> Good one, Stuart. Roll. So after everyone had packed up and left the church. I snuck back in and stole the money myself. A black and white reenactment shows Stuart picking the cash box up and laughing maniacally. Rolled gasps. Why would he do all this if he was the guilty one? To see if I could get away with it. And I did. Curtain. Curtain couldn't come soon enough. Wait just a minute. Curtain. That's the name of the last Hercule Poirot book. 
the one where the detective himself commits the murder and then kills himself at the end. Exactly. Ooh, are you gonna kill yourself now, Stuart? <laughs> More be looking at Coach for that. Harsh, lots of harsh lines in this one. Glenn says that as a man of the cloth, he cannot condone suicide, although he does recommend that Stuart repents for what he's done. He hisses at Stuart, who hisses back, but then hands Glenn the cash box, which was in his trench coat the entire time. Stuart tosses his cane at Roald and walks off, limp-free. Glenn returns to the pulpit with the cash box. Tennis asks him how much was in there. Glenn says, well, if it's all there, and he certainly hopes it is, then they will have collected just shy of $30. The money is all there, very excited. The others were not impressed with having to listen to Stuart talk for what felt like two fiscal weeks over $30. Glenn corrects them. Just shy of $30. And carton. I'd have a beer. You're going so soon? I owe my hickabore chop supper. Ooh, salt and pepper. You got it, girl. Tell boy I said what's up. You got it, girl. But, but wait, we just reacquired all this money, and, and what on earth am I going to do with it all? Ask the Vatican. You know, again, this is not a Catholic <laughs> church. Okay, in the future, I would pay $50 to not have to listen to Stuart speak. Oof. Amen to that. <laughs> I love how Rosie refers to Wayne as her hick. Glenn thanks his bestie for everything she's done that day. Tannis is unamused. Coach turns to Gail, asks her what docking is. Gail says they can't do it, but offers Coach a soak. Glenn yells out, not in his pews. <coughs> Final scene. Rosie joins Wayne on the porch. Wayne is at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah. All right, Al. Good, and you? Well, you know what? I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm half cut. I'll catch up. Good enough. What smells like boar chops? No, oh, might be boar chops. Might it? Or it mightn't. I thought we established that I owe you one. Well, you like boar chops, right? Love boar chops. Well, I made you boar chops, Rosie. Guess I'll have to make up for it after. Okay. You can wait a couple hours, right? And we fade to black. All right. Uh, sorry, that was a lengthy one there, but uh, there's a lot in this episode. So, uh, Matt, you're up first, bud. Initial <laughs> reaction, no ratings. Mm, it's uh, it's a good one, man. Um, so one quick observation before I get into anything is this one, interestingly, I noticed everyone was paired off. Right, so you've got Wayne and Dan, Glenn and Tannis, Stuart and Rold, Coach and Gail, Katie and Rosie, and Jens and Gunner. Right, <laughs> very specifically. So they, so they're all like often there's multiple going on, but this sure. one is very much intentional. Is all Who's done. With coach, what? Who's with Coach? Gail. Gail. Yeah, everyone. If you know, even the way they sat, where they were positioned, mm -hmm. it was all done in pairs. Felt very intentional. Um, so every unit everyone was like it, a unit it, it could have been a covid thing right because i was thinking that yeah, too the other yeah. and and that supports my next thought is i've noticed in episodes and and i'm trying to think back to because they shot 10 and 11 together yep. right yeah so i can't remember 10 as well but i've noticed in 11 so far even the scene selections are very minimal Mm. So, it, like, look at uh, episode one, there was really only two locations that they dealt with, and mm. they were hard stuck to those two. Same with this one. There seems to be two locations they're stuck to, and they're really hard to them. So, um, I, I agree. I feel like there's some COVID influence over it, but I think it worked, and I thought mm. it was fun. So, I, I treated this episode, but everyone. Rosie and Wayne 
were also there at, together. At, at the beginning, yeah, and at the end, they were, but and they were the paired end. off as well. I mean, so that right. scene Pairs. could have been and probably was shot another day, like uh, okay. days later, right? Because they they probably shoot everything, all the church scenes in one day, all the farm yeah. scenes of all six episodes, or tw- uh, if they're doing two seasons, maybe all. 12 episodes from the two seasons in a a few days. Yeah. You're very observant. (laughs) Well, Uh, well, that one, that one really stood out to me, especially in the church scene, how Mm -hmm. they were all spread out Mm -hmm. um, throughout the church, very much in pairs. And and then as such, I treated, I didn't treat, think of any character as a single person in this. They were all units. Mm -hmm. Like, so the way Gail and Jonesy. Yeah, exactly. They're all yeah, their yeah. own independent Riley and Jonesies. You got it. So mm-hmm. I, I liked I like watched the episode from that perspective and it brought a whole other level of humor and entertainment to the piece. Um so I so I really like that. Um the church scene, I thought it was great. This really was a celebration of I'll say film and literature all at once. Liter- literature? Yeah, literature all at once. I'm not a reader. I know who Agatha Christie is. I now feel like maybe I need to read to see some of what Just watch the movies. About. Or I'll watch the movies because <laughs> I know they all exist. So I, yeah. I, I, I'll i do that. Um, but I, I liked what they were doing. I liked the black and white scenes. I thought they were very playful in this one. This one really was them just having fun, um, trying some different techniques and, and really seeing how they how they landed. And I think it worked out really well. Um, the Okoya scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say this statement. I think that whole bit is one of my favorite bits across the entire really? series. Wow, it just killed me. <laughs> right, that like I thought the way that uh, Jens and Gunner um, just kind of stuck to their customer service mentality and and held their guns regardless of the bashing and the shit that was coming their way was really a smart choice in this um i i liked are you going to use that in one of your presentations with your uh with your crew with your work for your work <laughs> this is how to how to give good customer service oh even, it may be. It even, was just, even with it, they just held it together <laughs> so well and didn't let anything rattle them it's like it's been a long day because clearly they're the last one on their list right mm. and they just want to get this shit done oh and my. just everything about that whole scene um with dan and wayne coming at them making them set it up in front of them while they monitor them um just the quick shots, all the plays off Jennifer and multiple gens. And then there's two of them. Like I thought was so smart right down to the very end when they walked down with the tools and like, well, how are we going to fucking fix this shit? Like it was, I thought it was brilliant because we've all been there. We know what's going on. We all know Ikea furniture. I've got a ton of it. And I had the same frustrations. Um, I just thought it was a really fun way to do this and have those two. No one else in this show could have been put in that situation and delivered it the same way. It had to be Wayne and Dan um, because of who they are. And they're clearly just waiting for it for, for Katie or whatever. And I just, it just absolutely killed me. Um, which then plays my next thought about the physical humor. And that's been strong in both episodes so far. So last episode and this one as well, the physical humor in these two episodes has been so on point. Um, this one, the, the highlight for sure is the dynamic between Gail and coach, mm-hmm. um, and, and the, and the, the way they articulated their, the soaking and the docking and all like, it was, you couldn't look away from that train wreck and I fucking loved it. So, um, some really strong stuff here. 
Um, did I love every moment? No, but I think this was a very, very strong episode. Um, and I'll make one final comment before I pass off for the next run. Um, I'll take the cold open, which again, I was really excited about and the whole hiccups part mm-hmm. and the awareness. I compare that to the Bonnie McMurray in the last episode where there was an awareness of how ridiculous the episode was, where she came out at the end and said, what the actual fuck? So it was that kind of shocker moment to mm-hmm. end that scene. Shocker? Really? Yeah. Shocker. yeah, yeah. It's purposeful. It's all, it's all, it's all by design. <laughs> Victor is uh, like... <laughs> But I just love Shaking it. I know Victor's, hating, Victor's <laughs> hating me right now. Oh man, and he's like, this is why. This is why we're so great together, Victor. We're BFFs, and you know, he's, he's assembling his, he's the getting, spatula. He can't assemble it, is, it fast can't enough. Even get it together. <laughs> it's his mega spatula is coming oh, out to play funny. tonight. But right. uh, don't worry, buddy. Well, let, you can let that one soak for a bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh. Uh, is that all you have for now? I'm good. All right, let's see here. Um, this is an it was it was an interesting episode. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, very different feeling episode. There's a lot of different things that they did in this episode. The pairing off, I I, I kind of noticed that too. Um, Tannis sitting. I can't remember when she had her baby, but she may have been pregnant still. That's why she was sitting because it was a strange thing to have a strange decision to have her sitting beside Glenn at the podium, at, at the pulpit. Like, that was, why would she be she sitting? Had, but her, I, if I recall, her baby was already born. Is that what you're saying? Was because he? She, I don't she remember. Po- she posted something right after it released, mm-hmm. which looked like it was in the church scene where she had her kid with her. Okay, so maybe, but maybe she was hiding some baby yeah. weight. She sat in a waiting room. Or who knows? Like, anyway, just, yeah, she did. You're right. So scenes... Uh, seasons 10 and 11, I mean, there's a lot of interesting choices, and some of them were probably by uh, out of necessity because of COVID restrictions, but also uh, Tannis because she was either pregnant or just had the, the baby. Uh, it was just kind of strange to have her sitting when Glenn was standing the whole time, or why wasn't she sitting at the pews? Again, the whole pairing people off because of COVID makes that make more sense. Um just because you keep repeating it doesn't make it factual. That's just no, it we're, doesn't. We're just, just a, we're positing here, Victor. Okay. We're positing. All right. All right, but it it does. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to have her where she was. Uh, it totally makes. It could no, have been an artistic decision. It's. I'm not disagreeing with yeah. your theory. I'm just yeah. not saying that. Like, like, don't be too quick to just assume that that's what it was. It just seemed weird, uh, and it seemed out of place. Anyway, um, very different look and feel. The black and white scenes. The use of music the 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 quick pans and zooms like uh j- just a very differently shot episode i think they're having a lot of fun with this one because it is kind of mimicking a, a genre uh and and like the whole black and white scenes and, and and the use of music i mean letter kenny's so known for their music but but it's usually like you know either edgy or like rock or or, or hip-hop in this episode there's only one song right at the end, the Enya yeah. song by, by age of electric, uh, all the other stuff was kind of like music to mimic the genre that they're trying to pull off there. The whole, um, have they flipped over to black and white before? I don't remember ever seeing black and white. So I don't, yeah. a lot of different things happening here, uh, which it's, I appreciate. It's, it's, it's score music is what they were. Yeah. Doing. They were using score yeah. music as opposed to using like songs to, to, but so yeah. They're really uh, playful. In this yeah, episode. they're playful. There's a lot of harshness. Like I thought, the way yeah. Wayne and and Squirly Dan were treating the 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 oh. Okoya guys 
seemed a little out of character, seemed a little harsh. I mean, at the end, Wayne still tipped them and stuff. So I get it. You know, Wayne's very much into punctuality and all that stuff. But it also seemed like these are guys who are just like doing their jobs. And Wayne, I don't know. That seemed kind of weird. Um, they were really <laughs> harsh on coach in the church. Uh, you know, for for a pastor, he's not giving a coach much uh, empathy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it was just kind of, but still a lot of fun. Like coach is one of my favorite parts of this episode. I think he was hilarious. Um uh, again, he's maximizing his his new physical attributes and, and giving way more physical humor than he used to. Um, Just how he sits yeah, everywhere. He's, he sits, it's so intentional. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 really funny that way. Uh, I thought uh, Stewart chewed up the scenery so much in this episode. I think this is a, a strong Stewart episode. So overall, and I think I saw somebody say they can't remember the last time Wayne was in the B storyline. It's been a while. Uh, and in this case, yeah, he and Swirly Dan were in the B storyline and no dairy. Where was dairy? So that was kind of an interesting omission there. Um, maybe they didn't need him for, for the Okoya scenes. Uh, who knows? But anyway, those are kind of my initial thoughts. Victor? This test wasn't conclusive that day. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Victor? Um, yeah. I mean, again, like everything Matt was saying, I'm thinking the exact opposite. Um, at least for consistent. Yeah. I mean, Al, you were kind of fumbling all over the place, but Matt, like you're like, I'm a complete opposite to what you were saying. Like I, I let's go with the Akoya stuff first. Um, first of all, I agree. It's, it was unnecessarily harsh. It was bullying to the point of just bullying. Um, you know, it, it's like, I enjoy when the Jehovah's witnesses show up at the door and I, I like to have fun with them, but this is, this is different, right? Like this is, and and the, the thing that didn't make sense to me is why would Kate Katie pay extra for the delivery guys to assemble furniture when you've got Wayne and other guys at home that can totally do that for you? And by by yeah. the way, Katie probably can do that just as well as the guys. So why would you pay for assembling furniture? That didn't make any sense to me at all. That's the most like, fun part of that shit. Is, is yeah, yeah. Like anybody that pays <laughs> to assemble IKEA furniture, as far as go I'm buy other furniture that's it, put together it, it, already. Should just yeah, like just go go and go on Kijiji and buy something that's already assembled. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, I love that. And 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 the thing and the the other thing about IKEA furniture didn't make any sense. The furniture itself is fine. Mm. The problem with it is that because it's so shit, you only have one chance to get it right. So if you're not paying attention and you assemble a piece the wrong way, you're you're fucked, you're, you're <laughs> fucked because now the, the, the screws are, are stripped once you try to undo them. I get that. But anybody that assembles IKEA furniture knows that and, and does it the right way. And if you don't do it the right way, then you deserve the shit that you're left with. So, <laughs> wow. so the, the thing is, they were way too harsh on these guys. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get the whole tight shirts like the shirts weren't tight. The pants weren't tight. I didn't get that at all. Um, so that whole scene, I didn't find it funny. I just thought it was abusive. And like the, the, the guys only showed up 45 minutes late. I would have taken advantage at four o'clock, called, called Ikea and said, <laughs> Um, can I please get my $75 back? Because you guys did not make break the window. I just ruined my whole day waiting for you idiots and you didn't show up. So please give me a credit, uh, of $75 and I'll be, I'll, I'll be on my way and, and just, just drop it off. I'll assemble it myself and, and go home. Um, so, so I didn't like that stuff at all. It just didn't make any sense for many, many reasons back at the church. I agree a hundred percent that they've, they did, uh, they took some creative, um, 
uh, liberties here and and have, and certainly did things differently. And and I give full credits on that. They did that super well. But if you take a step back, it's basically continuation of episode one, where they're just continuing to do these standalone vignette episodes, and we're still waiting for the season to start. Um, so so far. I'm still waiting for the season to start. We've had two special, we had two uh, specialty episodes um, and we're still waiting to find out what season 11 is going to be about. And I think we basically are, I, I predict, and you know, for you DJs that have gone ahead and watched everything already, you already know, but I don't. And I predict that we're just going to get uh, four more episodes of these standalone vignettes that don't tie together in any oh, kind of way. Hold on, Victor. Yes. Like, so they didn't. So what do you mean by the season to start? Do you mean some kind of a follow follow along story that we can go with? Because going back to the early paper. going back to the early couple seasons, it was very much every episode was for the most part standalone. There might have been one little nugget of story, but it was basically standalone. It wasn't until about a four thread. Or five there's there's that, been at least a thread, but Matt. even been but, at least you, but you could miss it and, and you really wouldn't be missing you much. Could, the next you one. could you could you could. It wasn't could. until season about five four or five, maybe six, where they really started to try the storyline. Okay, Matt. Matt, okay. Uh, all, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is if you go back even to season one, you will find some semblance and, of some connective tissue. And you not will- that I don't like agreeing with you, Victor, on some things, but I disagree on this one because there is a vignette. There is a thread. The thread is when Gail references that she made tarts with um, with um, Dickskin. Dick yeah, she meant. Yeah, that's the only time we we get any kind of callback. To yeah, that's previous. that's really like there, that's, that's a thread, pushing. dude. Yeah, it's a thread. It's a thread. <laughs> because we, I mean, we do I mean, have Glenn back in the church. Like, How does he? Why does he back in church? I mean, there's, uh, but there's the callback to the to the youth group. I mean, there are callbacks, but uh, fine. I'm sure yeah. there's callbacks mm-hmm. in like other kind of uh, seasonal specialty episodes. But mm-hmm. all I'm saying is. I think that basically this season is going to be a season of these standalone stage like um, vignettes Mm -hmm. uh, that are not actually where it's not a it's not a season. It's just a collection of episodes. Mm -hmm. And and that's fine. I I mean, if that's what it's going to be for the rest of the season, I guess that's that's cool. (laughs) Uh, My 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 trouble is that through the entire episode, this this last episode, I just didn't find it humorous. Like mm. at no point was I laughing or just thinking this is really clever and funny and, and stuff like that. All right. Uh, but but, but y- we'll, 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 we'll unpack more as we YYZ decide. Gord says, maybe we need Victor to review Seinfeld and complain about how every episode doesn't build on a story. So there's that. Seinfeld builds on. So are you kidding me? <laughs> First of all, I mean, like we can argue about uh, a whole show about Seinfeld, but if one thing that Seinfeld does is that it completely builds there's complete thread through through episodes. From the only thing I'll say, Victor, there okay. is that you do the okay, Victor, Victor, okay <laughs> part. You do that very well. Thank you. All right, and and, and you did say one really really important uh, word or hmm? two words. I'm not sure that did, that did resonate, uh, and I agree with. Uh, I believe you said train wreck. Who said train wreck? I didn't say Matt train did. wreck. Oh, Matt, Matt did said I, train did I wreck. Did I say that? Yes. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe he said train and then 10 mouth. sentences no, later. No, no, he said it. You can, you can listen back. He said train wreck. All right, Tanya, what did you think of this episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think the podcast episode is quite entertaining. Um, <laughs> Um, what, what hasn't been said yet? Everything's been said. Um, I have in my notes here, you know, I miss dairy. 
Um, he was dropped out after the um, table uh, session at the, the cold open and then he disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been fun to have him and Wayne and Squirrely Dan sitting on the back of the porch and uh, ripping apart the uh, Okonowa. What? Okoya. 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 I think you just there. swore it, Liz. So watch what you say. Wasn't that the name of the movie with that hippo-like animal on Netflix? Uh, um, I don't know. It's not no. A thing. no, it's not a thing. It's yeah, not a move thing. on. Uh, question. So where was Wayne and Derry coming down after the install with screws in the end? Yeah, so yeah. Like, Wayne started like reassembling, or not assembling, but reinforcing, reinforcing. The, the furniture with actual screws, I think. So that didn't make sense either, by I the way. I kind of then have to agree with with uh, our, our friend Victor here. Mm-hmm. Like, why then did they pay the $75 to have the install? Like, well, they probably didn't. I think Katie, well, Katie, Katie did. Yeah, Katie did. But uh, And she probably would have been there to watch the tight shirted men put it together had Glenn Glenn not called her to this emergency Uh, church meeting. That's the way I'm seeing. Except for when when Rosie and him were talking in the beginning, he said that he was unavailable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he was supposed to be Waiting uh, yeah. for the furniture. I think he was planning on being there because I think. Or do you think it was just a joke? Was it just a joke at Wayne? Like, let's Katie did this just just to watch him. Well, maybe squirm. it could be that uh, the way I Which see it is funny too. Wayne, because they said you know how much Wayne lo- loves or hates or what is they they make some kind of throwaway comment. So I figure even if Katie were there to watch, Wayne was going to be there to judge and to make sure that uh, they don't get ripped off or something, or they do a good job, right? Hmm. Uh, that's they got ripped off just for the. Part part about paying for the assembly. Um, I mean, Victor, I agree with you there. I wouldn't pay for IKEA to assemble my furniture either, uh, unless it's like a really big, complicated job where it's like a chore, like doing like a whole cabinet set or something. I mean, that's too much. I I wouldn't want to have to do I've that. Done that. Yeah. Well, we've done so many, mm-hmm. so many. Anyway, uh, um, oh, go uh, ahead. But the, but the, um, <laughs> there were there were two parts, right? There was the, the Glen church, uh, with Stuart enrolled. Mm-hmm. And then there was the, um, um, the cool. install of the furniture with Wayne and Squirrelly Dan. Um, you know, I, there was a lot of funny, funny parts. Like we don't know coach's name. Um, you know, yeah, coach- I was so upset at, at Stuart for inter- interrupting that. I was like, yes, coach's name. What is it? And then, yeah. Um, I, 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 I like, and, and I miss again, I'm not very, um, um, good with um, capturing everything that's happening. I missed though until you said, you know, Glenn's whisper and how he starts mm-hmm. from the back and, and everything was related back to the cold open. Like mm-hmm. I caught some of the things, but some of the things like when rolled first pops out and he's like, here, here. And I'm like, uh, is that <laughs> like the plane, the plane? Like that's where I, my head went. I was like, where, well, why is he referencing that? And, and of course I, I completely and utterly missed the cold open. Um, Tannis and, and Glenn, you know, Glenn, that's his new bestie. I thought that was comical. Um, the hissing. Oh my God. When, when rolled and, and Stuart and, and Glenn and they're and Glenn's in the middle mm-hmm. and the hissing back and forth with each other. I thought it was fun. Um, the black and white, which we've already touched upon. Um, I don't remember them doing that, uh, before it, I, I kind of like the idea now too, that, um, the whole, um, you know, Katie hiring the, the installers, uh, to be there and sit there and kind of watch them. That yeah. makes 
way more sense to me. Yeah, and, and I mean, Wayne, Wayne makes the comment. Now I know why Katie, Katie hired you guys to do this because holy, your shirts. shirts are tight, right? But yeah. and okay, Victor, you're right. They weren't that tight, but whatever. It's uh, and the pants weren't <laughs> that tight because there was a reference to their pants and their sperm. Yeah, and nothing the was kids. tight. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a second, I don't really see some tight pants because I'd be on that. Um, <laughs> and I didn't see it. Um, so yeah, there's definitely holes in the storyline, but again, it's comedy and, and I don't think it's supposed to be necessarily tight and that kind of toy, toy. Like a toy no. Um, and, and again, Victor, I think we've talked about this, uh, you know, time and time again, that there is no th- like very, very thin threads, um, from one story to another, they don't really. And again, the way we ended the last season, there was nothing to pick up on. Like no. the 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 story kind of ended with what are we laughing at? The story, Some of the comments on the, the last story week. kind of ended with um, um, Shorzy leaving. Right, mm-hmm. that was yeah. the story. Yeah. It, there was nothing to really um, relate back to or, mm-hmm. or or reference back to. So yeah, that's my Liz. Um, well, all my notes, you guys just said, so that kind of just blows like everything I have. Should, to say I, should I let the, the, uh, should I let the, the, the guests go first? Am I? Yes. Am I, yeah. It's very I rude. You figured that out in seven seasons. I know. I figured that like, get, yeah, just, thanks for figuring that out on yeah. my episode. <laughs> no, um, expand, expand and, and tell us who is I right will, in your opinion, who yeah. is wrong. <laughs> I will tell you that, um, I, I, I feel a little disappointed that, that, I, I felt kind of excited when I heard the title of this episode mm-hmm. and that what it actually was, that Okoya was supposed to be just Ikea. Like it, it just, it felt really disappointing to me that that's what it was. Yeah. Um, I did feel like um, Wayne and Dan were being really mean to mm-hmm. those guys. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just cause I'm a big softie all the time and I'm never that mean to anybody um unless they deserve it and sure but these guys were just doing a job there's blue collar guys doing a job they're following a schedule they probably had some shit going on earlier in the day that caused them to get behind Mm -hmm. maybe they could have called and said hey we're going to be late but like how often does that happen um it only redeemed itself because the guys were really funny the delivery guys i think Mm -hmm. were really funny about it um and it, like the one when he's like everybody's got a stud finder joke because it's really <laughs> it's true so everybody's true. got a stud finder yes. joke and um you know but other otherwise i just i thought it was way too harsh um there and but i i loved everything about the church scenes mm-hmm. i like all of that the music the um the black and white when Stuart was positing his uh, <laughs> scenarios and how all the ladies looked really evil when they were like in the first one and they were like, ha, ha, you know, like they yeah. were stealing the ones stealing the money and that kind of thing. I, I really liked that. I really liked how it seemed like a real mystery movie, like a kind of an old fashioned type of mystery movie. Um, I thought that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that coach and Gail are just, so hilarious together and um them sitting together oh i do have to say i didn't even realize that was coach in the beginning when they first got the call and his back was to the camera and gail gets the call i didn't even know it was him he's so skinny now i know like you can't even tell yeah he goes to the gym yeah (laughs) yeah for his health 
But I, I do he's... like the chubbier coach better. Oh, Victor. <laughs> he was angrier than too. The... Normally, chubby... you heard him... Normally chubbier is funnier. But I got to say, this skinny coach, he, he does really well with his physical humor now. Yeah, I'm happy well, for him. But I, more... He was funnier before. Huh? Yeah, and that's not fucking embarrassing. So, <laughs> um, but I, I kind of miss that that coach, the you know trash can kicking right. coach. So. Now he's just kind of a pathetic, sad figure, and uh, yeah, that was actually <laughs> something that I didn't like. Their um, comments basically alluding to suicide and how we'd think that it would be yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. I, I feel like that that was really out of character for them to even write it um, because Good they're point. usually very PC about everything. Um, oh, and then also the, yeah, yeah. I felt oddly offended by. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, as an Asian person, yeah, yeah. I felt that it was kind of a dig to those old, those old movies where that, 100%. that does happen. But it was, I was kind of like, um, okay. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I, that has to be why, but I was just like, I I can't, there was a lot of things I felt like in this episode that they kind of went a little further than they normally do because they usually are so careful about, Mm -hmm. um, well, I don't think that's PC, but you said it kind of comments and so many of the other, but I think so. I mean, I mean, I don't want to. Well, I'll defend them a bit in that what they were talking about in that instance is things they hate in movies, right? So, just like in the back in the the race the the homophobic show that Wayne loves watching, they're not endorsing yeah. the show. There's right. they're they're full out saying the show is a horrible show, but it's his comfort show. Same thing here. They hate when movies do that or did that because they don't do that anymore. Uh, right. And but they're making fun of it. But yeah, the them voice. I mean, that's a good point. That's a, that's a good point. And I I don't know if I thought about it that way because I just saw that and I was just like, they're still giving it airplay. They're still giving it airplay. Yeah. But okay. There's a a difference though between endorsing something and, and making fun of it and mocking it for being wrong. And I think that's what they were doing. They were mocking it for being wrong. I don't know. It's just like the Tropic Thunder where people are, um, you think, you know, giving um, Robert Downey Jr. a pass for basically doing blackface in that movie because they were pointing out how wrong it is to do it. But, at the end of the day, they still did it. Like, you know, it's still, it's still not. Okay, but at clean, some point we, we need to allow case. for satire and for commentary. And when, cause when you get rid of that, then there's no other way for people to learn what it was like back then. Yeah. So, and, and if you run, and if you run with that, that theory and that thinking on this episode, the Akoya th- scenes fit right in as well, because to everyone's comments about how harsh Wayne and Dan are, they're truly showing like we're seeing, don't do that. Like, Nobody were, does that, Matt. People don't do that. But they people never don't do a lot of like said don't be a jerk, though. I mean, that wasn't something that they said. Don't act like that. They just did it. They just and, did I mean, it. And sure, and they got a tip at the end. Victor, pull away from the mic. Yeah, pull, there's step back and like it. Stop hanging out with DJs. <laughs> I'm not saying I do, but I'm. I, yeah. They're out there. They're they out live there. amongst yeah. us. They're out there. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, points, Liz? Um. No, I mean that nothing that you guys didn't touch on already. Mm. Oh, one other funny, 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 funny thing to me, like the funniest part of the whole episode to me, the very last uh moment in the church when Gail says, wanna soap in their faces, <laughs> and yes, the way that they looked at each other. Mm-hmm. 
and the way she looks at him. Oh my God. That to me was the funniest moment in mm-hmm. the entire show. Yeah. The, those two are, are good together. They've had some good scenes together in the past too. Uh, they should do more, yeah. more uh, coaching. The, yeah. the other awkward point, and I didn't really understand why they did it is mm-hmm. I can't even remember why what coach started kind of laughing in a very strange <laughs> awkward way creepy yeah. way oh, yeah man. creepy it was, it was very creepy and i didn't understand like i just and nobody else in the in the, in the church understood either no. so they just yeah. kind of went I mean, it was just, like he was having an orgasm like <laughs> he just, was grinding well, in his really? pants that, i think you think well and he's been kind of doing that creepy laugh lately mm-hmm. yeah. like he did it yeah. But Last it's not season. cute. It's it's like it's not cute. No, it's or funny. not. It's like, creepy. I just think it's and weird. It's supposed to be creepy. I think mean, it's supposed but to be. Wh- creepy. But why? Yeah. What was the p- purpose of it in that particular to scene? Be, maybe we're seeing. Yeah, maybe we're seeing Coach's devolution. Right? Maybe we're seeing him devolve into something more pathetic. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Was out of place. I feel like that laugh point. there might have been something he threw at the end of a scene, and they kept it because um, <clears throat> it is so uncomfortable, but also fun. Like. It's funny in his way, like that's that's kind of a mark yeah. forward thing to do. I was, I it was appropriate it. where it was, and yeah. it was funny yeah. considering it was coach. Nobody All right, let's uh, let's that. move on to ratings. Matt, what do you give this episode? Fresh clearance or compost? God, this has been an interesting one. Um, there's been a lot of things said, and I and I hear I hear everyone. Um, mm. th- there's some few points I wouldn't have considered. Um, some highs and lows. The the end of the day shows a comedy. I laughed. I totally recognize the shitty humor that they've ingested into this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I but maybe I've got a dark sense of humor. But I I don't I like like Liz. We made a comment about you were uh, slightly offended by the one joke with, with the with the kid. I get it. As soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh, like that's not PC. And but I laughed that they because I knew what they were doing as well, and they're, like they're they're highlighting things they don't like. So. Mm-hmm. Should they have done it? I don't know. But I laughed. It's a comedy. The, the whole episode felt like a lot of satire and a, a lot of takes on old film and, and literature and things of that nature. Um, it's a fresh for me. I, I really, I laughed hard. Um, I, I see through the joke and I'm okay with that. And, and I, it's, a, it's a fresh for me. Okay. Fresh. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I am, um, I'm, lukewarm on this episode i i enjoyed it for, I, I enjoyed the church scenes a lot actually uh and i loved all the differences in this to, to you know old school letter kenny because they took a lot of creative uh they made a lot of creative uh choices here that they've never yeah. done before it's, it's very unlike letter kenny usually letter kenny is either a very uh, motionless camera or it's a very slow moving camera uh, and in this case there was a lot of quick zoom ins and stuff to sh- you know to and uh just some of this like the, the use of again the use of the music and stuff it's just very unlike letter uh letter kenny of the past so i appreciate the change in tone uh that that happened so during those church scenes i really enjoyed them the okoya scenes Again, they seemed kind of out of place for for Wayne and and Squirrely Dan. Um, you know, I like I always like seeing new people in in the shows. Although I, I have a feeling the two Koya guys are they're one offs, <laughs> so we won't see them again, unfortunately. Um, but it was lukewarm on on those scenes. So the B storyline, whatever. Uh, the A storyline, I really enjoyed. We get a lot of uh, Glenn, which we've always you know we always enjoy. Uh, we get a lot of Coach, uh, which I really enjoyed, and I thought Stuart was brilliant chewing up the scene scenery. Um, I, I'm going to give this one a clearance because I don't think it had 
enough to put it over the 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 top though. So Victor. Yeah. Um wow. So the pros is definitely the production, right? So it was shot well, it was great uh cinematic kind of aspects to it. Everything from I don't think they've ever used a soundtrack like uh or or a yeah, score. It was, it was very different, uh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. uh to any of their scenes, which it makes it special since they did use it. And, and again, I guess what we're going to get is satire for this entire season. We'll see, I guess, with the next episode. And if that's what they're doing, that's, that's totally fine. But for me, the cons of this episode completely outshadow um, the, the pros and there's just too much harshness. Like I, I, the, the Akoya scenes weren't funny to me. They didn't make sense because why would, why would the Hicks pay for to assemble furniture? It just doesn't they make didn't. any sense. Katie, at all. They didn't. Katie did. She's a I, I think this is a big Katie, joke by Katie. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But it's not. It doesn't land. If it's a joke, it doesn't land. It doesn't make any sense. And 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 it was just harsh. It was just unnecessarily harsh. Hmm. Uh, and then and then and then just that comment towards Coach. Uh, it just didn't make sense. I don't know why. You know, they're they're why they would say that. It just doesn't that doesn't doesn't do it. Um, and then just even the, the, the scene at the end, which nobody talked about, which was with Wayne and Rosie, it was just felt out of place. Like it, they, it was, it didn't, it, it didn't belong there. It's like, why would you end an episode with that when the episode was really not about that at the, at the beginning, when they were calling everybody to the church, um, it wasn't about Wayne and uh, Wayne and Rosie. It was about everybody. It was about calling Mm-hmm. calling everybody to the church and it just it happens to be that wayne didn't want to go because and then they had that little exchange about the uh, about the pork chops or whatever and and then the scene just ends the 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 episode ends up with them you know having their moment and then you know having some fun and it's like okay but that's not a payoff for the episode that didn't mm-hmm. that's not the punchline of the episode so for me that didn't land either yeah um so i feel so like anyway for yeah. for all those reasons uh i have to give this one unfortunately yet another compost and probably oh. uh the weakest season so far out of the entire franchise wow um, let me say this about that final scene. It really feels like that final scene in, in past seasons would have involved more people in the scene with the, the music. And it, 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 I feel like they were going for one of those feel good closing scenes where everyone's getting together for whatever. But I, I really do feel like COVID was a big deal during those yeah. two seasons and the fact yeah, but that, you're, but it's 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 fake news al like you're, no, you're just, I'm, you're I'm making, not it's you're fine you're, you, okay here. but you've made your rating and that's fine i'm just trying okay. to speak because right. to me like it, it, again another interesting choice that they made to finish it off like like i'm just adding to what you're saying it felt strange to end it with with wayne and rosie i feel like in the past that would have been everyone getting together for a cookout afterwards or something like that sure but because again restrictions they're keeping each shoot tight with only one or two people or, or you know what I mean? Or certain groups of people. That's, that's the way I'm, I'm, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I just don't believe it to be true unless it's confirmed by somebody. No, so but I'm I mean, not going to give them a pass. No, on no one's going to confirm it, but, but you can use like the information we're given and just look at the behind the scenes shots that you see when they're producing, everyone's wearing masks all the time. Like this yeah. is a, this in episode is, one, everybody was sitting close to each other uh, in, in that fishbowl without any concern. So, you know what I mean? Like, um, well, I don't know. well, maybe anyway, <coughs> excuse me. Um, where are we at? Oh, Tanya, what's your rating? Where are we at? Oh, Tanya. Um, Liz, 
your your points were were brilliant um and and i i really think you made me pause a little bit on on how to take this episode again um Coach and Gail, I think that is a, a, a something that does need to be um, mentioned. Their body movements, how, like we've we've said before, Gail, the way she uses her body to express her words, <laughs> She's very expressive, is yes. is over and above, and it and it just it 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 it, um, it just makes it it adds another layer to um, the acting. And coach is so much that way. And and those two being paired up against each other and um, the body move. Again, we're learning so much, so many things from Glenn. This whole soaking um, um, thing, <laughs> you know, last last week it was, um, and there's your thread again, uh, Victor. Fitzbo. <laughs> uh, we're learning Fitzbo from Glenn and now we're learning what soaking is or soaking. What is Sulkin. it? Sulkin. With an L? Soaking, like, like soaking, soaking. soaking. When you soak, like soak something. something. You're, you're soaking something. something. Got you. Okay. In, in this case, you're soaking. Sit, sit soaking. In the water. Soaking. Yes. Got you. Got you. But again, their body movements with each other, um, so funny, and and so the, just the two of them, they play so well. We've talked about Stuart and Rold being uh, partnered up that way, and and I think this is an hour an, another power couple that uh, that just moves their body so well uh, to to just again another layer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Coach is 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 getting darker and darker and darker, and and getting. Harder and harder to, uh, I don't, I don't know. Like the the whole suicide uh, point that you brought up, it it is the like they've never kind of gone that far. Um, and and you know there was a darkness to this um, episode, um, and that being relate that that being mentioned and, and that comment and, and being, that being mentioned comment by being Glenn me- made by Glenn, yeah. yeah. Um, that I don't think we we should kind of. Yeah, that should definitely be considered when um, talking about this episode. Um, um, it, it's strange that they would go that direction with Coach. Um, I mean, I, I see some of the comments. I mean, I think they've always gone that direction. Coach has always had fits of maniacal laughter, fits of like depression, fits of darkness. Uh, just. He seems to sell it even more now. With and the his, grinding and the, yeah, the, think, the like, it's, it, he's very, it's, it's a very. I mean, there was that one scene uh, in the letter Kenny versus Penny where uh, Wayne comes to his door and asks and knocks on it and asks oh, for right, change. Yeah. And when he comes, when Wayne leaves, coach turns around and says, I'll be yeah. right there, Barb. Like his dead, what he calls out to his dead wife who mm-hmm. uh, awesome thinks he probably awesome still keeps has, in, in, yeah, in his the tub, right? Like, I mean, yeah. so there's a lot of darkness there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was almost, because um, uh, Awesome's theory was going around in my head um, at the same time I was watching this and the whole, you know, murder mystery and and <laughs> and Stuart trying to, you know, figure out who done it. And I'm thinking... Okay. And it was related, like, we don't know coach's name. And then coach was doing all these like weird little things. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, you know, maybe there is going to be a tie there somewhere, some way that awesome's theory comes out. Um, 
that yeah, coach has, a, has, for, for has the, an even darker, darker, for darker coach side. And, and uh, the police are gonna be like, and what's his name? And everyone's gonna be like, oh, I don't know, we called him the coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that we're getting more Glenn, and I love that um, you know that snort laugh that he has is is so um, is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's a hard one to, uh, rate this one cause, um, it, it has both sides. So I think it just sits in the middle. I All think right. it goes in Clarence. Clarence. Liz. Um, yeah, I'm, I really wanted it to be a unicorn. Mm. I really wanted it to, you know, you were trying know, to manifest be, it with, with, uh, with, your, I was, you know, I was trying hippo. to like, you know, send the positive energy to Victor, make him love it. But mm. I have to admit, I didn't love it. Mm. Um, I loved a lot of things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, with coach, um, you know, he's always been dark, but it, it it's kind of like, it's almost better when they just allude to it rather than just blatantly point it out. Um, like I felt like they kind of did. Mm-hmm. Um and, and maybe that's just me taking things, you know, to that level in my head, because I don't know, I just, whatever, but, um, I'm, I'm definitely going with a clearance. That's the one in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clearance. Yeah. Um, you think I'd know by now, but, um, <laughs> we could almost have a unicorn clearance if that's a thing, like if that makes sense. <laughs> I think Victor's we have to going talk for Victor up oh, in yeah, his yeah. compost and, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> compost unicorn for the season for mm-hmm. himself here mm-hmm. <laughs> no it's not no i can't well no i don't think it'll happen. i'm gonna yeah, be i'm gonna judge each episode on its own merits mm-hmm. and i will not prejudge based on these two past because episodes. each episode is its own not there's not a thread they don't have threads and that's okay i've made peace with that and i didn't give compost really really have you i've made have peace. You. that was like 30 seconds have. ago <laughs> yeah I, we have the recording <laughs> All right, we're going to run in, run long on this episode, so let's let's move on really quickly. Uh, we're not again. We're skipping top fives because again, we don't have a site to display them anymore. Uh, let's move on to MVP, and everyone write down who you th- what what or who you think Victor's MVP is going to be, and we'll start with you, Matt. Uh, who do you give the MVP to? So who I give it, or who? Yeah, I think no, you you. Vic- okay, I okay. Can I make one side comment before we do MVP? Yeah, go for it. So. I'm listening to everyone, and and this is the weird thing that just happened, and I, I'm not changing any of my rating or anything that I stand by. I actually, after listening to everything, I'm starting to have like feel bad for enjoying the episode. <laughs> don't, don't, man. It's, <laughs> no, and, and, no, it was and, a and, good episode. So listen, and I think this is how fucked this is. So, yeah. I, and I'm not changing how I feel. I'm like, there's like this little conscience inside of me going, mm-hmm. "Am I an asshole?" Because I watch a lot of shit from all levels yeah. of humor. This one definitely. I see everything you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. I still thought it was fucking funny. Okay, right, and 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 I'm okay with that. And I, but I'm also mature enough to recognize I would not rep repeat that and do that and make those kind of jokes in a lot of cases. So I enjoyed it. I like the satire. I'm standing by it. I wish we could all enjoy it the same way. I recognize why you don't, but. Fuck you all for making me feel shitty no. for loving this episode. Okay? <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Oh, my who's your MVP? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's my MVP? It was, and like I said, because, and I set this up, right? It's all by design. I tried, I treated this episode like duos. Mm-hmm. They were pairs. Oh, okay. So to me, I'm choosing a pair 
and it was Gale and Coach. Those two, the physical humor between those two is undeniable, and um, I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> they were fun. Um, all right, my MVP, I'm going to give you my 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 top three. Uh, I thought Glenn was amazing, a lot of fun. Uh, always fun when Glenn's around, except for that line. The rest of the scenes were with Glenn in them were, were a lot of fun, so he's a runner-up. Coach is another runner-up. I, 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 yeah, Gail and Coach, I think, uh, should be the, the my second runner-up because they were really good together. But my number one, I got to give it to Stuart. This was Stuart's episode to shine, and I thought he did a lot, of, a really good job uh, just carrying that A storyline. I thought he was a lot of fun. So I'm giving my MVP to Stuart this time. Uh, every, again, everyone write down what they think Victor is. Uh, Victor, we'll, we'll leave you into the end. Tanya, who's your MVP? I'm going to have to give this one to Gail. I, I, I really liked how playful she is and uh, how she really made it. Re- I, I gave me the visual on on what the word was that they were trying to use. I feel like Gail may have gone to like miming school or something oh at some God. point, you know. That like, moment is hilarious. <laughs> okay, Gail. Liz, who's your MVP? Um, well, I was going to also say Gail, but since Matt was able to pick a duo, I'm going to say Gail and Coach. All right. Yeah, because it was definitely them. For yeah, the back at, there, was a, there was a time where I would have said no, pick just one. But uh, in this case, you make, you make a good argument. Well, especially <laughs> since you sort of reintroduced Victor's game. We're allowed to pick anything we talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no rule now. <laughs> All right. I love some of the – Victor's MVP in the live uh, stream. Somebody said Somebody said the fruit cake. Somebody said the mm. bowl of oranges in the cold open. <laughs> That's from Jeff. <laughs> Victor. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I haven't picked mine yet for Victor. <clears throat> oh, hurry up. Uh, Victor's, oh, uh, Aaron thinks it's Billy Buttry. Um. <laughs> I was going to ask about that. So mm-hmm. is that all those neato scenes and stuff? That's him, right? That's what he does. Well, that's a he combination of, uh, I mean, that's him setting it up, but I think the vision's always going to be the director. So Jacob yeah. Tierney and, and probably Kiso in tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, <laughs> yeah. like, it's them with the vision and then Billy making it brings happen, it to right? life brings he it to life. It. yeah so right, he he, right. he yeah. yeah he basically puts the, what they're trying to do into a, into a scene i got it, it look what they were asking so in that case we sh- we need to give him a shout out because i yes. do think that yeah it was that a, visually yeah. this was yeah, yeah, probably some fantastic stuff in this episode yes yeah. yes uh trace thinks victor's mvp will be the allen wrench so victor <laughs> what i've your, got it what's i your, know it I what's your mvp it. sure so um my runner-up uh uh, definitely would go to dairy just for checking out before things went off the rails. <laughs> um, and, and also as a bonus, oh, I hate this game also <laughs> as a bonus for sitting in my chair mm-hmm. um, in uh, during the cold open. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So for, for those that uh, are in the know, you know, um, <laughs> but yes, he was definitely sitting in my chair. Um, and, but, but the run, but the, the MVP easily goes, easily uh, goes to to the act of docking uh oh my god (laughs) (laughs) really i would have never thought in a million years that you would have thought that was funny and everyone everyone docking and do we ever do ever find out what docking means no so i looked it up oh Uh, Oh, man yeah okay i looked it up and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to describe it because i don't want okay uh, thank god i'm not going to describe it you guys can do your own research no i need to know 
I'm but not looking that up it's if not it's wrong. A work computer, don't look it up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the thing look, is, you made me is. look up lemon. Or no, Matt <laughs> made me look up lemon party. No, I Matt need did to know not what, do that. No, that yeah, Steven. you did. <laughs> What is I've, what I is still docking? To this date have not looked up lemon party. Okay, just <laughs> reference reference yeah. what it is. What is docking? Yeah. I, I know what it is. It's yeah, where, it's, where it's you tie your boat it's, to the dock. It's not so shocking. Just think yeah. about it. Whatever uh, it is, it's not something oh, Gail no, and Coach can do. Shocking. It's not that shocking. And and the thing is, but like, Gail and I'm, Coach can't do it. Gail and I'm Coach thinking, can't no. do it. So the reason it takes so, two men. All right. So the reason I gave this an MVP is for a couple of reasons. Number one is I learned something. Two non-Jewish men. Um, well, oh anyway. yeah, uh, cases. Okay. It's a foreskin so, so, thing. Oh wait a minute! I know what it is now. Oh no! Oh so, shit! So the reason the reason I gave this oh, one an MVP no. is for a couple what? of reasons. Okay, show me a picture. I'm, I'm drawing a picture. All right. Oh my god, she's gonna think you're gonna you're showing how a space shuttle ducks to the yeah. Uh, to Why the, was he uh, space station? Yeah. I think I I oh. Yeah, right. You get it? Over? Well, it, it's the, over top. Dock, yeah. It, for it's for like the listeners, um, uh, it. Al is drawing. Like the shuttle. Like, <laughs> yes. at like the, the shuttle. Anyway, we're going to okay. move on. <laughs> we're going to move on. Liz is killing herself. Is that okay. a thing? So, no, no, so you're moving on. I was going to give oh, my American. reasons as to why, why okay. I'm giving this. Give, give us your reasons because everyone in the. Yeah, go. Right. So, reason number one is I learned something new. I, I never this knew this dying. thing. This 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 existed, and it's a thing. Uh, and and it and I also learned about soaking, but soaking is just stupid. Yeah. Whereas this pointless. If I was gay, I'm thinking that probably is pretty kinky, and and I probably would try that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, so unfortunately, that's not in my future. But unfortunately, huh? <laughs> so I'm so sorry. You're it giving is. it to talking. That's it's what I'm Victor. giving it it's to Doc. I Victor. thought that was the most interesting. Thing I was being yelled at and on the live stream saying, "Don't tell him what we're thinking because it's going to influence him." Do you not know by now? Nothing influences Victor. He's going to go <laughs> yeah. with yeah. what he's going to go. Casey's crying, <laughs> so you've made Casey cry, Victor. Well done, Matt. What yeah. was your guess? <laughs> I, I didn't even have. One. You didn't have a guess. I just gave up. I'm like, I'm no. so lost on this one. I just didn't even try this. See, game. my guess was a rolled boombox. I thought like that might be, you know, like just. Uh, you know, d- removed enough from the action that he might have said, "Oh, I appreciate the boombox did its job. It played the thunder thunder sounds when uh, when he was called on." Uh, Tanya, what was your guess? You were pork so chops. sure. Pork chops. Bor- I thought it was gonna, chops. It was going to be the pork oh, chops on no. the barbecue because he likes food <laughs> yeah, and, okay, yeah. and he made the comment, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I thought oh, I man. could crush a pork chop. <laughs> Liz, what did you think? <laughs> I I put either the church pews or the cane because mm-hmm. I was trying to think mm-hmm. of the most out there. Yeah. Thing yeah. I can think Asinine. of. I have no reason yeah. other than that. All right. So <laughs> we're going to move on Docking. real quick because I got a ton. And we, we're, we're, we need to put rules on Victor for we're next almost time. At if, two if hours. Matt and I, I think ever I was going to survive for this. Writing nothing. Okay. We're almost at two hours. So I got to go go through this real quick here. Okay. Uh, Twitter poll. Um, what is your favorite chip flavor from last week? 674 votes. 34%, uh, 34.6% said all dressed, uh, 13.6 dill pickle, salt and vinegar, 27.3%. Another was 24.5. And that started a whole great conversation on Twitter, people posting their favorites. It was a lot of fun uh, mm. <clears throat> to follow. So I suggest you look that up. Love to peace. We have lots of listener comments. Twitter got dragged on Twitter last week. So we'll, I'll read a few of these here. <laughs> Struggled to figure out the fishbowl season t- scenes until I listened to the, pro- uh, the podcast today. The gym scenes were absolutely hilarious and no one noticed the christian nature of glenn's response i was i am and i plan to be as a reference to the name of uh of god yahweh 
Uh, of course, I might be overthinking it. That's from our buddy Jim Tussing. Uh, I didn't. I'm. I'm Catholic, and I didn't know that, or I didn't re recognize that. Okay, guys, it must be the single viewing, but Victor just missed the episode. There are so many little things that make this great. The little touches between Wayne and Derry, the low bones, Dan getting irate, so many. Uh, so many. Uh, multiple views are necessary. Glad you're back. And that's from our buddy Don. He also goes on to say, great job at Dude North. You hit on a lot of my points for episode one. The phys little physical stuff had me excited. Plus, Rold was fantastic. Rold and Dax, uh, Ron and Dax doing push-ups with... Uh, Ron's feet on Dax's back. We had yes. uh, to rewind a few so times to, to make sure. Great review. Victor's just wrong. And <laughs> that's from Don again. <laughs> uh, great discussion on episode one. Definitely felt like a social experiment. Victor needs to pull his head out of his comp out of the compost pile. But I respect his argument. That's from our buddy Dominic. Uh, I stand with Victor this week. So we did have somebody agree. Even with the social explanation, I thought it was funny, but weak. Overacting was at its best. Gail got uh, way too much annoying to watch. Oh, well, I'll rewatch and then move on to episode two. That's from PJ McCarthy and PJ. Uh -huh. You're getting a hippo from Victor. I uh, heard an in interview with Terry Ryan over the Protestant pod who plays T Ted Hitchcock on Letterkenny and Troisy. And he said the dialogue reminds him of Arrested Development. I never made that connection, but as a rabid fan, of the first uh, three uh, Arrested Development seasons. Uh, he is on to something, and that's from Jeff. And final comment here, with all due respect to the other universe guests, this is one of the best to date, super organic and casual conversation. Y'all sound like high school buddies. God bless the blue nosers. That's from our buddy Adrian, and he's talking about our recent interview with uh, Ryan McDonald, which will be yeah. uh, going out uh, next Tuesday. A lot of fun. Uh, he was amazing, so we thank him for joining us. Um Okay, so I got through all those. Now I'm going to go real fast around the horn with final comments. Matt. Yeah, um, this was an interesting one. Um, I'm <laughs> glad it happened. It, uh, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling dirty, um, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay. I'm going to accept it. Dirty. And uh, I just, I, I'm very interested and excited <laughs> and nervous to see where the rest of the season goes. Um, they're definitely trying new things. Um, but I, I'm very anxious and, and, and I'm ready for anything. Uh, Liz, thanks so much for coming out. You did fantastic. You endured, uh, our chaos. I know this I, at the beginning, you, you sounded very, I, I was actually surprised where you went with this because you came in with the hippocorn and you were already talking <laughs> about unicorns before I'm like, Oh, she loved this one. Um, but I, but I get the rest. Um, sorry, we couldn't give you a unicorn. You'll have to come back. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Um, I'm still surprised it's the first time this is your solo because you've been part of the fam for so long now. And uh, writing some great, great writing some stuff for us. Stuff. Thank you so much. That's we, been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Thanks for that God. opportunity. Keep it coming. Yeah. Keep them coming. Keep yeah, keep them doing. Keep challenging us. I, I know Trace and I have some, done some banter about it, and I love it. I mean, challenge us. It's, it's mm -hmm. fun to try to push our own pipes and try new things and uh, you guys are bringing some real material. Um, yeah, I have at least three scripts that I'm excited to produce uh, coming up. Like, I, I can't wait. But uh, yeah. yeah, for the ads, yeah. for the ads, yeah, they're they're oh, so they're so, so well done. Yeah, yeah. All right, thanks um, guys. Uh, it's down to me. Yeah, Liz, you did an amazing job. Uh, sorry we couldn't deliver you a unicorn, but I think uh, you know, uh, I think you delivering the hippocorn, um, you know, made Victor's night, and uh, Victor has made a lot of people angry on the live stream. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that uh you did a great job and again thank you so much for all the the creative stuff you've been you've been giving you know uh, 
uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, get, um, contributing, contributing. That's the word I was looking go. for to, to the podcast. We appreciate you. We hope you keep doing it. You and uh, Trace are now like the new uh, Simon and Garfunkel writing team, you know, or whatever, like for music. Um, uh, thank you so much. Uh, thanks to everyone on live stream for, for being uh, uh, patient. We will be opening up the line for the after party in a second, but uh, first we'll hear from Victor himself. Yeah, I'll make it quick. I mean, uh, Liz, uh, unfortunately, we weren't able to bring the love for the episode. Uh, but, uh, you know, we love you on this podcast and we love you in the community and we love you for your incredible talent. Uh, uh, without making music music references, I guess you're the Agatha Christie of our writing team because you're absolutely <laughs> incredible and um, can't wait to have you back. And hopefully to have you back for season two of Shorzy because uh, you're more likely to get a unicorn over there. But uh, <laughs> just thanks so much for, for, for what you've done for us, for the community and, and, and for being a great guest today. Ten. Uh, everybody's said the same thing that I'm going to say, um, but it, it is so true. Liz, thank you so much for coming out. You've, uh, you really added uh, a lot. I know uh, it's tough coming at the very end of things. I prefer it, but you know, um, everything was already said, but you still had really great points that, uh, t that you brought to light. So, uh, um, kudos to that. Um, you know, it's never a dull moment. Um, and, and there's two hippos. There's, there's like hippo love going on. Three. So, well, two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Yeah. You know, the baby two or not. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a great night. Um, looking forward to another, uh, um, homework night and, uh, to, to see the rest of the season. All right. And Liz. Yeah. Um, just thanks for having me on. Finally, it's nice to have a, a new season. Um, I think I didn't even start watching slash listening until after season 10 came out because I was kind of late to the Letterkenny game. So mm -hmm. I am really excited to finally get my own solo episode, even though I was nervous. Oh, um, you did great. We wouldn't we couldn't have yeah. guessed that you're nervous. You did amazing. Everybody and did a, a I, great job. I love our community out. on Discord and they were all like mm -hmm. giving you props and, yeah. and, and yeah. encouragement and and words of love and encourage. So our community yes. fucking rocks. Um, so kudos yeah. to them for yeah. helping you get to this point. <laughs> they definitely did. Mm -hmm. And and some tech help because when I first booted up my computer, it wasn't connecting to the internets. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a lot of advice <laughs> on there. Yeah, my, my phone was and the TV was. So it, yeah, anyways. But um, yeah, everybody's just so amazing and so amazing to me and to us. And, you know, I just, I'm so, so happy to be a part of this community. Like, right. you know, right. you guys are amazing as much as you argue and stuff. It's, it's like watching, <laughs> it's like watching siblings fight or something. It's, it's just, it's, it's very loving. Yes. Uh, we appreciate you being part of this community. Okay. We're going to play us off here with really the only song from this episode. And it's Enya by the edge age of electric. I love this song. That's all we have for this episode. Next week, we recap and review episode three of season 11, Lost Dog, with our buddy and my understudy, Casey. Don't forget to give our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee, some love. They're at diabolicalcoffee.com. Right now, you can use a promo code PROTOSTAND for 20% off any purchase from their site. 
If you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes, Spotify, or become a patron. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Hive Social at ProtoSandPod. Thank you for joining us. Now we're going to take our baked goods and go over to the after party. On behalf of Liz, Tanya, Matt, Victor, and myself, thank you for listening. Have a great week, and Happy New Year. <laughs>